Hello everyone, welcome back to the Rogue Retro Smackdown review. Yo! It is the 6th of July 2000 episode of Smackdown. It is indeed. The UK box office is about to be overtaken by Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 2? Yes. Widely out from what I've heard from people who have watched all the Mission Impossible films as the worst of the Mission Impossibles because of the heavy reliance on slow motion and Paul Tom Cruise being look at me and my long hair on my motorbike. I heard they were all shit because Tom Cruise was them and he's a wank biscuit. See, varying opinions. Yeah. I per I personally, I really enjoy the third and fourth ones. The third one particularly for Phil Seymour Hoffman. Is I personally think jo Tom Cruise's best role was his bit part in Austin Powers 3. <laughs> I thought you were going to say his part in Tropic Thunder, but alright. Oh, his part in Tropic post Thunder was cool as shit. <laughs> Punch that guy in the fucking face! I didn't think about another big 2000 film. Duke Ray Scott, he plays the baddie in Mission Impossible 2. Apparently, reshoots for this film went long, which caused Duke Ray to miss out on the part of Wolverine in the X-Men films. Wow, that's such a shame. Yes, I know. Such so a terrible shame Duke Ray Scott didn't play Logan. Yeah. Wow, I am hurt. Mm. Whereas in the US, the number one film in the box is about to be a scary movie. Huzzah, love our movies! <laughs> I know you do. I love that movie so much. I, I, I base my life teachings on Shorty. <laughs> well, I remember one time coming up to you, you, me and Brian got pissed and watched Scary Movie too. Wasn't that fun? It was. Tim Take Curry. My little it? hand. My little hand's not strong enough. <laughs> yeah, Tim Curry and anything with Tim Curry in it is made slightly better. It really is. It really is. Tim Curry rules. Also, another interesting fact, uh, it was to me, July 6th, also my father's birthday. Is it? It is, yes. Happy birthday to your daddy on July 6th. So, this is 2000, he turned 55 this year. So That's a good number. So, I'm trying to do my quick maths here. <laughs> 33. He's been 33 here. So, yeah, that was 33, Leo. In this point in 2000, this was 55. Yes, because quick maths and such, I know numbers. That's a great number, that. Mm. That's a Rangers number. Yes, but we're not here to talk about Rangers, we're here to talk about another blue thing, aren't we? That is Smackdown. As long as we're here to talk about something blue, I'm perfectly good with it. I see, we, we, being me, Scott McLeod, the man who's been here for every episode of the Rogue Rich Smackdown here, and my lovely co host, Paul Brown. Huzzah! And Hi! <laughs> How you doing, Paul? You're our, uh, let's not be around the bush, you're a little, uh... Yeah, I'm a little sauced at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll try to find the nice way of, of putting it, yeah. Sauced is a, it's not a bad way, it's not a good way. Mm -hmm. It's just a general way, I'm a little sauced. Yeah, you're not like, drunk to per se, you're a little, you know, a little buzzed and such. Pass me another drink and I'll show you a drunk. <laughs> we are indulging in a little bit of cider. Not because of the quality of the episode, even though I don't personally think it was as good as last week. No, it was it was not as good as the last one, but, you know, it, it was, I personally think it was quite good because, I mean, I am not the biggest fan of Eddie Guerrero in this period. Uh-huh. And this episode made me like Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. So, I had to be doing something right. Well, on an opposite end of it, I don't like Val Venus. And this episode, this episode make me not like Val Venus even more. I don't think anyone likes Val Venus. I don't think even Val Venus likes Val yeah, Venus. Yeah, Val Venus doesn't want to be Val Venus anymore. And once again, and I, I, I have to get this out of the way quickly. Yeah. I really do. But in all, all my usual negatory shade aside, I just don't get it. 
frustrated. Where is the appeal? I, I don't I don't feel like I, I've tried to like, talk about this and I don't think I want to right now because yeah, I I mean, we have so much else to discuss. I get she's I get she's pretty and all, but she's not like like oh my god, that woman is the prettiest thing in the goddamn world. Pretty she's just a pretty woman. Well I think it's I think again it comes down to Boobs. preference. I was gonna say preference. Other people people like different things, you know. But generally like, in that like, time period it came down to tits. A lot of people do like that as well. I'm not saying that's not a big factor of it. I'm not saying that's not a big factor in it, but I'm just saying... <laughs> a big factor. <laughs> I've got a good friend, David Campbell, who I'm trying, I've been trying for ages to get on No Rogue's Bar to your Rogue Opinions, who one of his favourites is, is Trish Stratus, and not for those reasons. And if you met, uh, if you know David like I know him, you know... That's not the main reason for it. Not that he doesn't find her attractive. Yeah, but yeah. He, but he appreciates her work. Yeah. He was like, but Pete saying for him watching especially was like when they did that angle with her retiring initially in 2006 with, with Lita. So yeah. I think it goes back to the time period he was he was watching because I saw a lot of Trish Stratus early, you know, going up and you know, I remember watching her uh, like Bad Blood, you know, like early, that was the time where she was, you know, big, you know, the top heel nobody liked. And, uh, on Raw at that time because for some reason Raw would say just yes Raw can have a woman's tail Smackdown nah yeah nah yeah which was weird but yeah like I said we are here last six episodes Smackdown we are just a couple of weeks away from fully loaded 2000 and while in terms of like in ring action I think there are some nah here there's also some good stuff a lot of the stuff there's some good stuff there's Stephanie McMahon being an asshole as per usual yeah with some really, really funny stuff with Kurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in this time period, I will say, as much as I really decry this kind of, this time period, and I'm not the biggest fan, mm-hmm. how can you not love Kurt? He's a big diddy. He's a big, <laughs> yeah, he's just a numpty, isn't he? He's a big numpty, aye. You can really see him feeling far more comfortable on the, on the microphone now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even going into, like, King of the Rain, you could definitely tell a difference in... And Kurt, like, he's, he feels more comfortable when he's insulting people. And, like, I know they, at first they gave him the whole, like, oblivious. So, like, you guys are good, but really I'm better than everybody. But he's doing it in a way where he thinks he's still the good guy. Oh, come on, he's King Kurt. But the, but now he's basically outwardly saying, yes, you all suck. And I'm, you, you should admire me because I'm an Olympian and I'm your king now. I am your Olympic king. Yes. All hail King me. And... You know, you know, obviously, Gerald consistently saying on commentary, you know, it takes a king called to, to know to a know king. To king, McMahon. <laughs> Guy's a jerk. <laughs> you realise you were just in the rubble? <laughs> huh? What? Stupid Brett Canadian bitch man heart. Oh, we're going to be talking about some Canadians on this bloody show as well. I know. Hmm. You know what annoys me most about that? They were actually good in their fucking match. Mm. If we'd have sucked, it'd been so much easier to, you know, yeah. be crow. But they were really good. <laughs> I mean, some some of those big boots tested in yeah. their match. I would not like to have been on the end of those. Yeah. Some of them looked a little clumsy. Oh, he, he properly, like, laid, laid into, out, uh, and, and that, like, he probably... <laughs> Like there are times on that Kane Undertaker TNA match where well we're jumping ahead of it, but he was like laying people it was just a case of I have a big boot. Nah. 
Like, but I have a, I, I have a better big boot. <laughs> I have a big boot. Nah. I am a big man. I can also kick. Look at the size of my boot. Someone was look at my shoe. No, yes. look at my shoe. Yes. I nah. Got yeah, very much. My shoe fits your face. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Look at look at the stud marks on your forehead. <laughs> very much. Yeah. Yeah. Did I overdo it a little there? No, no, no. I think we. I think people get the gist of it now. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say that's the cider, but we'd probably be making these kind of childish things if we were not drunk. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even drunk. I've only had one can. I am. Um, I know. I've been practicing. <laughs> Paul's been training for this day his whole life. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I have. I am a. I am a legend in the drinking. <laughs> Let me set the scene for you, shall I? Let me talk to you about Monday Night Raw on me? the same week. Hello, Scott. <laughs> oh, you weren't talking to me specifically? I'm talking to you and them. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me talk to you about Monday Night Raw from this week. We had a wee, a wee cold opening of Triple H coming up to, to Mick Foley and confronting him and basically saying, No, oh, I want Jericho and I want a title match and all that. And Mick Foley said, like, oh, fine, I will give you a title match. Against Rikishi for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. So technically still giving him a title match. But they announce, but they make it official that it will be at Fully Loaded Y2J versus Triple H. Those who know Fully Loaded know that there is a stipulation to that match, but the stipulation at this time in the, in the timeline has not yet been added. Quite yeah. yet. But then Foley comes out later to the ring and says, you know, oh, I forgot to even mention the funny thing he said on last week's couple of things he said last week as Commissioner like, I know you mentioned the fact they made the joke. He goes, "As the commish, it's up to me to grant your wish." <laughs> and then he jokes like, "I truly do love the commissionary position." Which I know Jerry Lawler he's like, "The commissionary position." <laughs> you know, Jerry Lawler can leave that alone. No, no, no. Before he comes out, he goes, "You know, as the commissioner, I need to you know, make some difficult decisions." He said, you know what, and Jerry Law keeps going into on him a bit easier and everything. Mm. You know, they say your future's so bright, you need to wear sunglasses. Oh, he said, you know, they say people are smiling ear to ear. I can't say that by McFoley, he only has one. Mm. <laughs> or McFoley goes, you know, I've only, and he pauses because fans are cheering, and then Jerry Law comes in, got, got one ear. <laughs> and he, he basically says, you know, I've only been the commissioner for, for a few days, but, you know, I've already had to make some very difficult decisions. And, and Rock comes out while he's still talking uh, before he can really get what he's out there to say. And he says, like, you know, Mick, welcome back. You and the Rock have a lot of history and everything. And then Foley, this is the moment I, I'd forgotten about, but this is a fun moment where Foley basically says, Rock, you know, you finally took down the big man, Helmsley faction, and you are once again the WWF champion. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Well, Mick, it doesn't matter how it makes you feel. <laughs> and he starts running around, I finally got you. I got you. He starts running around going, Foley, Foley, Foley. And there's a bit where the commentators acknowledge it that the rock can't even help the rocks. Like, he's like cracking a smile. Like, because yeah. the rock was always straight faced whenever he and Foley did stuff. And like, yeah, Foley gave some, na 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 na. He's like, uh, I got you. I got you. I got you to smile. <laughs> I finally got you. <laughs> anyway, then he gets back and they basically like, you need, you know, Commissioner Foley, it's up, you were one with the authority, why don't you just name a number one contender? 
you don't need to be around the booth then. No, like take shit from anybody. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. And then you hear that that no chance in hell is probably like, oh, what is this? Is this Vince back early from me being genetic Jack Cameron realizing you can't knock up Linda? She's a robot. Yeah. <laughs> but no, she it? can't. She's a perfectly lovely robotic woman. Yes. She she is her right to be a robot. She's a perfectly ordinary human woman robot. Human bots. Yes. But it's actually Shane McMahon who's coming out and coming to her like, oh god, after what happened to Shane at King of the Ring with The Undertaker, you know, is he, is he even getting 100%? How is he even walking right now? And <laughs> Shane McMahon comes out and he says, you know, a normal man would not be standing right now after being t- thrown off the top through a table <laughs> the way I was at King of the Ring. But you see, I am not a normal man. <laughs> if we know that, Shane. Uh, he talks about all his accomplishments and stuff he's done when he's younger. It makes him pretty proud that he's better than normal people. Yeah. He goes, you know, I've had to sit back and watch my power-hungry father, my incompetent family, my incompetent sister and brother-in-law. <laughs> and basically, it's like he's wanting to step and he wants to take all the power from him for himself and everything. Like, and if anyone... If anyone should be declaring who the number one contender for the WF title is, it should be me. And so Foley takes the twist and goes, I'm, I'm sorry, Shane, are you saying that you want to be the number one contender for the title? But no, no, that's not what I said. Rock, do you, does Shane want to be the number one contender? Well, it sounds to the Rock like Shane wants to be the number one <laughs> contender. Alright then, it's settled. Tonight, Mc, tonight, The Rock versus Shane McMahon for the WWF title. <laughs> And Jim was like, no, no, I don't want to mess on this match. Uh, I'll come back to you in a minute, but we do get that match between uh, between Triple H and Vikisha and everything. Fun, you know, back and forth match. We've seen them wrestle. We even watch, we even on a scuffle around podcast for our own house to go like, cover them, you know, wrestling as Hunter Hurst Helmsley and mm. make a difference, Fatu. Yeah. For the kids and all. For the kids and all. So if he's just standing out outside, but Jesus, this Florida crowd at Raw. We're trying such things as Slut and Stephanie Swallows. <laughs> That's Stephanie McMahon. Because uh, she flips out of a pedigree and then tries to do the bit where he sits on him, which is like, oh Jesus, no, and manages to avoid that. Big arse landed on him. Um, uh, it does end in, unfortunately, in a double count out, but Jericho once again sticks it to Triple H by throwing Triple H into the steel steps <laughs> and then uh, throwing him back around to allow Rikishi to hit him with a stink face. And then, so Triple H storms back to Mick Foley and he's going crazy like, I'm getting screwed around here, honey, I want Triple H. Jericho and Foley like, hey, hey, alright, alright, mate, how about this? JP is Triple H, he says, I'll book Chris Jericho in a handicap match against, against Road Dog and X-Pac. Foley says to Triple H, no, you better not interfere, that's the one condition for me making this handicap yeah, match, yeah. you better not interfere, otherwise that match be you and Jericho at, at bloody Philly Loaded, that would be loaded. off. Yep. And Trouble's going, alright, against he's fighting next block and Rudog, he's saying when yeah, he goes fine, no, those guys will take care of it. And so Trouble goes off and then but some funny things <laughs> with Patterson and Briscoe because uh they both separately tried to get Foley to to call off the match with Shane and, and the Rock, but mm. he says no. But there's a funny thing when Patterson comes in because Trouble's just throwing stuff around him and Foley's makeshift off this and he drops his cat. So Foley goes to pick it up and obviously bricks he's like, Ah yeah. well, prick. And then Patterson comes up and goes, Well, Patterson, I was just talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, buddy, 
Shane later on tries to tell him about his injuries, oh, I got this, and this, and this, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Foley just gets out his face, like, look at me. Look at my ear. What, do you see an ear here? No, because I, I got ripped off in Germany. But the match continued. <laughs> it's, I got XMS stitches in this, in this arm here, but the match continued. Basically telling him, fucking man up. No, oh, like, don't be a bitch. And then Foley comes out before Jericho's time to get a match against Jericho's. Now, I may have been, when Triple H was, you know, throwing idle threats my way, I may have forgotten to mention that this is indeed a handicap match involving Jericho and DX, but this is not a two-on-one handicap match. This is a three-on-two handicap match. <laughs> and I'd like to introduce Jericho's partners, and out come the APA. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically about DX. <laughs> Bradshaw just clatters fucking Xbox at one point. He breaks it. He what comes there breaks down. Bradshaw just turns around, fucking twats him <laughs> with a clothesline from hell. <laughs> then we get into the Rock. Shane, uh, Shane, Shane does, tries to do his you know, cowardly heel plea. You know, start like, yeah, hey, Rock. You know, you and I, we shouldn't be fighting. We shouldn't be in. We should be allies. And then tries to shake his hand. The Rock knocks him on his ass. Looks like it's gonna be a quick squash. You know, spinebuster goes for the people's elbow, but. Who, who's, who's that coming in as they show the recap on the episode of SmackDown? Yeah. Buddy, Chris Benoit clatters the rock with a chair. Mm. He locks the rock in a crossface for God knows how long while Shane McMahon you know, tries to keep the referees at bay. Sergeant Slot tries to come in, Shane McMahon's kicking him like, no, get away, get away. Oh, no, whenever Slaughter comes in, you know, you're in for a sort of game and really, how much use is he? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Hey, Sarge! Ah, <laughs> you know, yeah, that that war hero who turns out is no war hero. I just, I still have the VHS where he fought Triple H in a bootstrap match. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yes, and he and he fucked up that as well. He fucked up too. Well, and that he lost. So he was trying. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a man of you, Hunter Hurst. I'm gonna teach you about respect. And then he lost. So. You didn't really do well there, yeah, did never, you? Never taught him much. Yeah. The Triple H was then telling Gondi and going, ah! <laughs> and then, well, as we see, recap Taylor and SmackDown. Then we'll also had a European title match against Eddie Guerrero. This was this enough match, but as we see, China tried to stop Benoit from using the European title. She slaps him in the face. There's a bit of a knockdown where Benoit gets knocked down each time, and then he. When Eddie goes to check his chains, right, Benoit grabs the European tail, smacks Eddie in the back with it, and then yeah. locks China in the cross face as well. <laughs> and JR and King are like, oh, oh, for God's sake, God, who, what kind of man does that? Look at that sick smile on Benoit's face. Basically, they're just of oh, the situation. They're... Also, Taz popped up on Roddy, randomly choke out Jeff Hardy and cost Jeff Hardy a match. That? He showed up on Roddy, cost Jeff a match against Valvius, because... I don't know. Uh, Yo, Jeff, you got all that colour in your hair, but you don't got any orange. I'm Taz, I like orange. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how crap was that fucking Taz impression? That was alright, I've heard worse. Hmm. You heard mine? No. Uh, well, you're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good it is. You're not even my worst impression, though. Honestly, I've done worse impressions. Also, Kane and The Undertaker uh, had a tag title match on Raw against Edge and Christian and Buddy. They were like, they tried to suck up to, uh, to Kane and The Undertaker, like, 
Like, getting the Undertaker. We like to call this five second pose. We're really sorry. We respect you. Let's have a great match. Yeah. And Edge puts on a cane mask for the pose. Yeah. He's still wearing it, even while they're standing outside waiting for Edge and Undertaker to finish their entrances. But as we'll see on SmackDown, uh, Crangle helps cost Edge and Christian the, the tag team titles by smacking Undertaker in the leg with his uh, scepter. Yeah. And Michael Colby's like, do you realize what you've done? Like, now I know people may not like my actions, but I'm just simply helping my good friends Edge and Christian. Like, no, like you just you just cost the Undertaker a title. Like, the Undertaker's gonna be really mad at you. Like, yep. He's like, well, no, I don't mean any disrespect to the to the Undertaker. I don't want to offend him. And then later on, when he's fighting, uh, he comes out to the ring. Uh, Angle basically says, you know, he he says a bit hardcore. You know, I didn't go out there with the intention of breaking your arm. But you know what? I'm glad I did. Because you disrespected my crown. I am supposed to be your king. I deserve respect. <laughs> so then he, he says, And I hope Commissioner Foley has found me a very suitable opponent. <laughs> so out comes the Brooklyn Brawler, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, never fault the Brooklyn Brawler, man. That man never gets enough cred. Uh, he's like, Oh, like, are you serious? This is not a suitable point. This man hasn't won a match since the Carter administration. <laughs> and then it comes make Fuller goes, Crowder, I think you're seen to have, there seems to be some sort of misunderstanding. The Brooklyn Brawler is not your opponent. He's your tag team partner against these men. And out come the Dudley boys. Yeah. So the general story of that match is... Uh, yeah, Cart leaves his partner hanging and Dudley's kick his ass. Well, basically, whenever Kurt's in the ring, things go good. Brawler doesn't mean tight in. Things go badly to him. Kurt goes, ah, fuck it. And yeah, Brooklyn Brawler gets 3D'd, and then he gets put through a table to make yeah. it worse. Poor man. Yeah, poor man. But I still think that's cruel to the Brooklyn Brawler. I think the Brooklyn Brawler's a good guy. I like the Brooklyn Brawler. I know, I know he was nothing more than a glorified jobber. I know he was basically a, you know, Barry Horowitz in a crappier costume, but yeah. I like the Brawler. Also, we had a, I think we, we can call the official end of Hedges on Rob when uh, yeah. when Al Snow basically comes to him and he decides to read him a little poem. I sadly didn't memorize all of it, but I recommend you people go out and trying to find it. Yeah, he, he's reading the poem and then midway just he starts it, trying to turn the positive come up to try and attack Blackman. So uh, Al Snow obviously is reading this uh, this poem while Steve Blackman's <laughs> battering guys in the back, <laughs> and then after his face, he just turns around and sees all this guy lead it like. You didn't listen to a word I said, did you? Uh, yeah. like, then we tried it your way. See, two Steve Blackman. God, did we stuff. Uh, something like that. Oh, I'll, I'll try and find a uh, hand. Yeah. I'll show you after we record here. Yeah. So, those are the main points. Anything else I'll mention as we go along. But yes, that is, as a show, no recap for- Overall, we get a lot of it on during the show, but not at the start. Yeah, of the we show. do get a lot of it during the show, and that that tended to be the that tended to be the way of yeah. SmackDown and Raw back when. You know, it was always a case of like, yeah. and this is my this is my one time to rant. I will rant sure, sure, now, sure, sure, here. but for me personally, it always annoyed me. But that it was a constant case of recap and run-ins. Mm. That was that was basically it during that time period: recaps and run-ins. Yeah, I mean. I'm slightly okay with the uh, the version of like having Foley come out and then him recap it and show it because yeah yeah that that fit the story because yeah, because before I've had several months 
King Like Mania and, and uh, King of the Ring, even before then, on some occasions, we'll have uh, Triple H and assorted villains saying, like, yeah. spending 15, 20 minutes telling you but, what you already saw and then recapping what you saw. Let me ask you this much, though. I mean, you, you, um, you, I, this is only an assumption, but mm-hmm. you are a little more favourable of this time period than I am. Didn't the whole, like, didn't the whole constant recaps and running this thing, didn't they become a little monotonous for you? Oh yeah, yeah, but I like, think I've been doing this for so long, I'm numb to the running <laughs> side of things. You're, you're numb to it now. I'm numb to the running, to the recaps, oh. I'm happy to see at least, at least a little bit of a change to it yeah. rather than, uh, I think I'm, I think it annoys me more so because, yeah. because I was not so, like, mm-hmm. I was not so party to this whole scenario at the time, so now that I'm watching it back, mm-hmm. I'm like, like for example, I watched the episode. Yeah, and I was watching every two seconds. I could hear myself going, "Oh, for God's sake!" You know what I mean? It was like another fucking running. <laughs> you know, like, oh, he's running. Oh, she's got involved. Oh, this is that. I'm like, for fuck's sake, when is there going to be an actual match that comes to a regular finish? Oh no, you go to the pay per views, man. No, no, we got a semi regular finish with the one. In my opinion, the one good match on the damn episode. <laughs> and I know we aren't at it yet, so yeah. we'll get to it, but like, I, I will wax lyrical when we get there. Well, like, I get what you're saying, Lawrence, but like, in terms of the recaps, like, basically, given like when I would be doing these shows, I'd watch the Raw for the context, the, the stories and everything, see yeah. how it flows together. And then I'd, I'd usually, more often than not, watch the ending of Raw, go right into at least the beginning parts of SmackDown, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so basically when, like, I didn't mean to mean recap, because, and the timeline is maybe a few days between, and they, they weren't counting on people watching them so close together usually. But then when she was open with, let's see what happened on Raw, I, not only did I just watch it, you just recapped it for me. Fuck They're off. Like, fuck off, I don't need to see it for the third time. I've already seen it, man. I know what happens. Just, I, I got sick, main thing I got sick of more so than run-ins is the, oh, I am Triple H. Let me tell you about the thing that I did on Raw, and then Vince McMahon will tell you about, about thing the thing that Triple H did on Raw, and then most likely Stephanie or Shane. And they'll complain about why it's not fair to them, the baddies, and then they'll make all sorts of matches for later on. Yeah, and you're like, for the love of holy Christ, yeah. can't you just have a match, you this is, bitch? This is why I'm, I'm thank- more thankful for Commissioner Holy, especially for now, because g- give it this time next year, we'll have fucking alliance and another assorted band of many I, villains. I'm, I know, Scott, I know. And I know how horrible that whole carry-on was. I mean, I mean, and, I, I, haven't, I haven't watched a week-to-week version of that. I've only heard it yeah. in third, second, third hand, so that'll be an experience. I'm sure I'll, I'll get to a point towards the end of it. Like, how, how will we cope when we get to covering the alliance era? A lot more alcohol, I, I assume. Well, you hit bourbon then. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'll get I, think, to, I think there's a possibility. I'll get to, I may get to a point I'm roughing my own hair like, when will this fucking angle ever yeah. end? I, I will tell the people now, I have I have just I have just dealt with my, my rather lethargic nature at the moment with the old-fashioned stick-your-face-in-the-sink scenario, you know. But I'll be honest, that is a lot the way that episode made me feel. Hmm. You know, I I, can't, I I I I'm sorry, no, 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 Scott. No. I'm sorry, no, no. Can, but I I loved. Like, I'm not going to ruin it in case yeah. people are worrying yeah. about spoilers. But I loved certain backstage aspects. I enjoyed t- 
two of the matches. Mm. <laughs> you know, I was annoyed by most of the matches. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I don't know if it's just like I don't know if it, like a lot of them. I think is it a me thing, age wise, or what is yeah. it? But or is it like the thing I think it is? Like I haven't seen it, and now I'm seeing. It, I'm going for yeah. fuck's sake, this was popular. Yeah, I think you know. You, I think it's a case of like watching it from this time now and even kitty's sad you're all stuff getting my little kitty but that's wee dave wee dave wee dave that's wee dave yeah that's wee dave the thing is like i said try and put it in yourself and and that means that the time period in some aspects it's a good thing you put yourself there and then you hear some of the things that they would even though she's a she's a baddie one of the things they're shouting is definitely i'm like yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm glad not to be in La- that. That much I did like from this time period. See the whole, um. You know, the whole slow burn thing between Triple H, Kurt Angle, and yeah, Stephanie? Yeah. I did enjoy that because that, at least, that was clever. That yeah, was yeah. that was well thought out. Yeah, yeah, they've been planning that for a, for a long time. Yeah, I, I miss that. I don't think you get a lot of that in W. Well, I don't know if you get it in wrestling per se, but I know you don't get a lot of it in dub nowadays. I'm, I'm hopeful. You know that slow burn thing. I'm hopeful we get it now in modern day because you know you got Triple H. And He's a man. Yeah, Come on, first Triple, Triple H has been involved in some very long term stories. He and as part of the man heading up NXT, books some long term stories. So uh, hopefully we see the return. You, did you see the thing? Well, it was a Facebook thing. Like, well, well, actually, there a story yeah, yeah, has played yeah. out. DX are running the asylum. Yes, King as. Yeah, it's been cancelled. Kane's been cancelled. Rock's running Hollywood. Rock's running Hollywood. DX are running the dub. Stone Cold's off in a ranch with a beer company. Yeah, just <laughs> on IP. Weirdly, I've heard stories like in his later years, even though he still drinks, you know, the beers and all that, he's become more of a wine. Yeah, man he's, he's, mo- he, he's more of a ponce nowadays. More of a ponce. And then I won't judge him why I enjoy myself a glass of wine on occasion. Let's say Vince McMahon fires in that same post. Uh, I'm sorry, I had to laugh on occasion. <laughs> on occasion. Vince McMahon <laughs> <Vince Man laughs> retires uh, in disgrace. I think, like, really, there were two ways that was going to go. Vince was either going to be carried out of Titan Towers and handcuffs, or he was going to be carried out having keeled over at his own death. Oh, you say carried out in handcuffs, that might still happen. Mm. We haven't had any definitive fallout from his nefarious dirty old man scenario shit. Yeah. You dirty old man, Vincent. (laughs) Vincent Kennedy McPerv. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've been recording these episodes close together like the last couple of Smackdown episodes, so this is coming out outside of Clash Castle, so we're giving Triple H all this praise being 90% confident that, that Classic Castle are going to come back and say, that was a solid show, that. Can I just say one thing about Classic Castle? Uh, yeah, Big, Castle. Aye, I'm a bit pissed. Big Drew. Ooh, ooh. Big Drew. Ooh, ooh. Rangers. Ooh, ooh. It's like bloody, we're listening to Sean Corey talking about wrestling. Oh, you see that Clash at the Castle? Yeah, that Clash at the Castle. <laughs> Big Drew McIntyre, aye. <laughs> He'll pure boot that Roman Reigns hole for him. Aye. He'll be undisputed universal fucking SPFL champion. <laughs> More than Rangers. Anyway. And for, for our non-Scottish listeners, once you find out what the term Big Bastard Hun is, you'll know what I am. <laughs> 
big bastard and Rangers bastard. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. I love the Rangers. So I do. And I love with Drew. So I do. I mean, and I love the rumour that he's bringing back Grolton Dreams. So I do. But we should we should finish our show with that theme, you know. We say, it'll be weird with coming out of the glass, you guys will not know whether or not he brought it back or not. So if you if he, if he brought it back, yay! If he didn't bring it back, boo! But at least you get to hear it here on this show. Oh, I I hear rumour that my my brother, my fantastical brother Daniel. He had now has a fire stick, ah. and on the Saturday, huh. he will be watching mm. Clash at the Castle, so I need to get in my brother's awesome graces, because <laughs> I want to be at his home on the Saturday, until watch Clash at the fucking Castle. Yeah. Oh I I'll bring my baby if I can watch Clash at the Castle on the Saturday as opposed to the fucking Sunday. I'll be watching Buddy Clash at the Castle on my own, on my Todd's. Come here, we'll watch it. That means I'll be able to use your network because you'll be here and we'll be able to watch it. Ah, yeah. God knows what fucking time. I don't care. You'll be here. I'll be here. Drink will be here. Drew will win the title. Come on, man. Fist bump that shit. Drew will win the title. Bray will come back and eat everybody. (laughs) It'll be sexy business. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Like... Aye, because I've got quite a few friends who are going because the local classic castles they can see were costing they cost a pretty penny and uh, unfortunately the bastards chose to put them out on sale in a time period where I was between paychecks basically between monies between monies yes much of the tickets for Glasgow Castle now I think even yeah up and up and I call Quite a few of them were approaching very high, almost triple figures. Triple figures. Because of the, yeah. because of the size of the venue. And even it's like the Welsh Rugby Stadium, isn't it? No, it's, I think it's a big... It's a, I think it used to be called the Millennium Stadium, now it's the oh, Principality Stadium. the Principality Stadium. Yeah. Big 70-odd thousand. Like, like, I think they were... It's like you said, like, it's outsold. Like, there are more people waiting for tickets than for like WrestleMania last year or something yeah. like that. Have you seen... And excuse, I have like, the drink drinking hiccups. Yeah, it's a bastard, isn't it? It really is. But have you seen that BT Sports, uh, Damien Priest? Like, yeah, for the Lairs film. I didn't yeah. watch the video, but I said to my pals, when I was watching, the, it's a screenshot of the video with him uh, with his Welsh family done up in his full-on Damien Priest gear. I'm like, it's like that, that family portrait with, with the son who's still going through his golf phase, even at his 30s. I, Paul, I, I love how you look at me when you say that. I did, I just I just occurred to me as I was saying, I'm like, look who I'm fucking I'll talking to. I'll have you to. know I'm nearly going through my forties. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Damien <laughs> Priest. Also, well, Damien Priest. Apparently, Damien Priest is thirty nine. What? what He's heard. older than me. Aye. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few guys in WWE, especially the guys that were games the NXT, like when Triple H was a bit. That are older than you than you reckon. <sighs> ben Balor, I think, is no far off forty. I don't think. Ah, I know he's older. Hmm. Bunch of old bastards. <laughs> old old bastards. Bear, you were talking about Rangers. Rangers are red, white, and blue. No one else is red, white, and blue. Kurt Angle, our American hero and our king of the ring, because he opened SmackDown. Remember, we were talking about SmackDown. A great white American Ranger. Aye. Cut. Fucking angle. So There's like an overly patriotic Power Rangers that never got off the ground. Money angle. 
Anyway, Angle opens up the show. Any, any chance I can get to plug Rangers is a good time. They're in Orlando. No, no, they're in Orlando for Raw. I think they're in Tampa here or somewhere like that. Where's Fort Lauderdale? Florida. Uh... They're in Florida. Basically, they're in the Rocks home state because I could spot Rock's mum in the front row. But yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. She's popped up a fair few times during like major shows of the Rocks appeared that I can recognise. Like, there's the Rocks mad there. <laughs> but anyways. So... I, bet, I bet she's my proudium. <laughs> they were they showed a clip they showed like a brief like ten seconds of it on this show, but on Raw they were showing a clip from a press conference because they've been doing these at different cities like, well this city's gonna host a franchise of the XFL and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to stagger Yeah, but yeah, I mean you, I can't right help to, it. You're right to say it. I can't oh, <laughs> XFL. XFL. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you made it awesome. He didn't he didn't appear at the press conference, but then they cut back to Raw and the guy in the front row like, Oh, you're gonna be the manager of the new franchise, the Florida franchise of uh the XFL, and you see the guy watching, I'm just dead, this big fucking rotund guy with his hair like slowly starting to see him. Like, uh, you're like, you're not going to have a job very long, you are, you? looking like, this guy does not look like a manager of a football franchise. This guy, it's only like he's been managing a franchise of a fucking pizza shop or some shit. Uh, like it, it looks like he's either a wrestler that's went a bit softer. Because like he, he looked hefty in his shoulders, but bubbly in the gut. He was like the kind of guy you, you walk into your local takeaway, he's behind the counter. And even though you're ordering the takeaway, the thing that he's in business for, he still gives you that look of like, how dare you come into my shop and ask me for things. I could have ate the things you asked for. Aye. Bastard. Bastard. <laughs> Aye. But, oh, sorry to cut in quickly to the show. Yeah. But can, can I tell the people on the show of my new my new acquirements? If you want, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got new guitars today. They don't have I, all the strings. No, no, they have a. They actually have a collective amount of seven. Seven strings. Like one has three, one has four. But I will buy new strings, and I am a guitar. No bad. You know, I'm no bad on the guitar. I'm yeah. a better bassist, but I'm a guitar. No bad. That's I, not grammar. I was, I was going to say I'm a guitar virtuoso, but I couldn't even say that with a straight face. I suck on the guitar in the most part, but I'm, I'm all right. I'm like. You know, Britpop level. <laughs> right. okay. I can strum a few chords and make it sound good. And you got these because somebody, your, somebody aye, your man knows? Aye, my, my man's pal, they were like, oh, we're just going to throw them out. And I was like, no, <laughs> you cannot do that to precious guitars. What will they say? They will be hurt. I must save them. Mm-hmm. And I saved them. Oh. I, I done a service. I saved those innocent guitars from the dump. Yes, yes, you did. I, I'm a, I'm a modern day patriot, me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure, sure, sure. <laughs> anyway, we've both got some guitars, not got all the strings, but he's getting now. But can we, let's yeah. go back to Smetton, shall we? Paul's got, uh, Paul's got himself sorry. He's not got all the strings, but he's getting now. <laughs> <laughs> The guitars are a perfect metaphor for Paul. They're both not all quite there. They've got some things missing. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't I cool? <laughs> Maybe what else is cool? The thing we're here to talk about, which is Smackdown. Woot woot. I don't even know how long we've been here talking before. You how you got like Smackdown. <laughs> but Craig Angle comes in, he says, I'd like to make some apologies. I'd like to apologize to you fans for living such ignorant lives. <laughs> Having to live your whole life nice. here in Florida. Yeah. And then he says, oh, I apologise to all the old people. And there's a lot of them here in Florida. There's a, there's a lot of them here in Florida because 
You won't live long enough to see your Olympic hero become a champion. (laughs) You won't live long enough to see your Olympic hero become the WWF champion. Which is, if you're going to look Family Guy, joke to a bit Florida because so many old people move, they're like, ah, Florida, God's waiting room. (laughs) And he said, I also want to apologize to The Undertaker and Kit. I meant no disrespect. But I cost you the WWF tag team title. Yes, you did, you big diddy. <laughs> oh, then Jerry. Do, do you know? I, I sorry, no, no, I, no, I was no. I was watching a, a list of like wrestlers before they became mm-hmm. so so, and I was actually watching a video of Kurt Angle mm. before he had proper association with the WWF. Uh-huh. and he was asked the question: It was when he was still an Olympian, you yeah. know. Fresh faced Olympian with hair. With hair. <laughs> you know? But he's like, Oh, you're a you're a you're a wrestler, you're an Olympic champion wrestler. You ever see yourself associating with the with pro wrestling with the WWF? And he's like In a word, no. <laughs> no, I don't see that. And then Lo and behold, uh, there you go, cut you a rang six time, I believe, right? Uh, was the world champion? No, I mean overall. Uh, Not six? Is it four or six? Uh, I don't know. I think he may have held at least four. And he, like, he, I don't know how many times he held it in TNA when he was a champion over there. He was he a beast in he, TNA. He, was, he, was, he, was, he, was, he won point. He literally did win all the belts. Yeah, well, he, he was, that was that was gum shield angle. He uh, did not mental gum shield angle. Oh, wrestling, proper wrestling machine. Yeah, angle. that was wrestling machine. My body's so broken, I'll break you because I'm annoyed about it angle. I'm definitely not on too many painkillers. I can still go. Yeah. Just fucking try me. See see what happens. That was that was the TNA angle. Just fucking try me. Look, I can still go. Come ahead. I'll fucking... Come ahead. I'll take you on. Take you on, man. That was... He was basically a nerd. Pretty much, yeah. I think the WF tried to sign him as early as 96, I do believe. Yeah. Like, right, pretty okay. much when he came off his Olympic run. Well, they were trying to hire people from other, like, sports. Like, that's the same well, time they hired Mark Henry. Mark Henry, like... Yeah. Powerlifting. They got Shamrock in the following year from the UFC and everything. Yeah. Sexual. Oh. It was also the same time where Kurt went to ECW, saying that they did that angle with the Sandman's crucifixion. Basically, went, do not so put my name on anyone. Else. If I find out you've associated me with in any way, you'll be hearing from my fucking lawyers. I like, don't associate me with your trash wrestling. That was his opinion. Very much, yeah. We can do. Ironically, his last days in his first WWE run would be in the WWE ECW. I know. I know. Cause it was it was late oh six he left yeah. the first time wasn't it yeah yeah there's a whole did thing he win it. the WWE ECW no I think they, I think at one point they won and at least be in the mix for it yeah I yeah. could have seen him if he stayed around and was healthy enough you could have slipped him slipped him into the Big Show run the Big Show had at that time Big so, Show held it I uh, Big Show held it and Big Show is like like the most unhealthy Big Show's ever looked yeah yeah that career. was when he was in his baddest sort uh, of way. Making the, the ECW title look like a toy bought from the merchandise stand for a child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who who held that belt? Big Show, John Morrison, uh, well, Johnny Lashley, Nitro, Lashley, Punk. fucking Test. No, Test didn't get a chance to hold it. Test, test challenged for it. His last, oh, test challenged his last, for it. last ever WWE match was for the ECW title. Against Lashley. Against Lashley. Mm-hmm. Chavo Guerrero held it. Chavo Chavo Guerrero. Ooh, Chavo. (laughs) And then he lost it in eight seconds at WrestleMania to Kane. Ah, well. How long did he hold it for? He won it the the week, the Tuesday before the Rumble in 2008, and then they even had the rematch with Punk, who he he beat it from. 
Both of them just got thrown into the rumble like, yeah, you can challenge for any world title except DCW title. We don't care about that. Both of you in the in the rumble. You. That's what it, we don't really care about that title. We, I you, mean, you know. I mean, as soon as December, we to, don't care about that title. I mean, for fuck's sake, we give it to Javel. Come on. I mean, as soon as December to dismember happened, they stopped caring in any sense about that fucking brand. It could have been worse. They could have gave it to Kerwin White. Oh, less said about that, the fucking better. But Chris Jericho comes out. He says, uh, "Not right if it ain't white." That was that was, that was questionable a, that, as fuck. That was a thing that was said. That was a thing that was said, and let's not say it too many times again. If anyone ever thinks that the Spirit Squad is the worst thing Dolph Ziggler's ever been involved in, just remember he was his caddy. Yeah, he was his caddy. <laughs> I want, I want, I wonder if anyone would ever go up to him and dare get him to sign a Karen White picture. <laughs> I, I, I doubt he like. There are certain aspects of different wrestlers' career they don't like talked about, and I'm assuming for for Chavel that is. That go, is up, go up the doll, go, Dolph, Dolph, you did that. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> but bet you don't mind signing a Spirit Squad picture now. No, probably not. <laughs> Again, so then uh, Jericho comes and he says, No, Kirk Angel, I have some apologies <laughs> of my own to make. I can't call off guard. That's the wrong moment to take a drink there. He says, I have some. I have to apologize to these fans as well. For having listened to another one of your boring ass promos. I, I want to apologize to Stephanie McMahon. Actually, no, I don't, because she still is a dirty, disgusting, feel, bottom feeding trash bag tramp. And then, Dale, I don't apologize to Triple H. In fact, I, for putting him through a table, in fact, I enjoyed it. So I hope you picked all the splinters out of your ass, because I can't wait to do it again. I, I must question the goddamn network mm. for that every goddamn second. Why in the name of crap we kept weeping the word ass? Hmm. It's barely a swear word. I know. It's the word ass. <laughs> and do you know something? When we keep bleeping the word ass, we completely nullify the awesomeness of the Rock's promos. <laughs> I've got to say, because that man gave the best promos in the goddamn world, man. Mm. There is no one better at promos at, in that time period than the great one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm no arguments for me over here. Without a shadow of a doubt. Then this leads us into an actual match between Angle and Jer- Angle does get the upper hand because Jericho's too busy looking at Stephanie because she's coming down the ramp. Yeah, with her horrid, horrid, horrid greenness. Yeah, that weird green I mean, shirt. she looked... She looked like an office chick through her gear on before she... She looked like an office chick was late to work and threw something on. It was weird because it was very low cut, but then it had a weird thing that went around the neck as well. Yeah, she had, it, little, she had a little... I mean, you're not supposed to emphasise how ugly your outfit is. Mm. Or, and I mean, God damn it, her outfit was ugly. And I've got to call that out. It was lime green and an ugly skirt and clunky shoes and a weird green thing on her neck. And her smug face that I wanted to fucking slap. Oh, I did not like Stephanie Lynn. Fashion uh, fashion expert Paul Brown here, ladies hey. and gentlemen. Mesh is king. <laughs> so, but then this one, this is one of the more solid matches from King of the Ring, so I'm glad to see I was I wasn't unhappy to see it here, but yeah. at a point where Jericho gets thrown in the outside, he lands on the apron and dies off the top of the the drop kick, angle then tries to him in the outside and and then like, yeah. oh, why? And they, while while they're fighting outside, they have a discussion on commentary. Like, why? Why do you keep saying these things about Stephanie McMahon? 
she's so innocent. Like, maybe because he thinks he's funny. And then before Jericho gets his face slammed into the mat, uh, and they're like, no, this is going to be funny. Yeah, well, this is just, funny. And there's a big fan. They're like, ah, just laughing at Jericho. He's been like, ah. Was that the king? Yeah, that was the Did king. Did you do it right? Like, Did he not go, ah, ah, I'm a hyperactive child with, with his balls haven't dropped yet. Oh, no, I look, a woman looked in my general direction. Oh, look. Daddies. <laughs> Jericho does hit Manchester a spin kick and then goes for the bulldog, but Stephanie's up on the the apron. Uh, Angle then tries to grab his wee sit. No, nah, Stephanie's up on the apron going, look, referee, look at, look at my ugly attire. That'll distract you. <laughs> then the man tried to, he had to tell him, like, Stephanie, green, referee went over to say, Stephanie, green is definitely not your colour. That is not your colour, bitch. <laughs> you need to go and think about what you're wearing and come back with something Incredible on, and then go away again. So Angle goes for the. I don't know why. Uh, sometimes I look back on my notes like a day or so later and think, why did I put that? Because for some reason I put Jericho. That's it. That Jericho locks in the figure four when he didn't. He locked in the walls of Jericho. I don't he know why. In I put, the walls. I don't know why he, I put that there. He goes like you say. He goes to lock in the walls, mm-hmm. and then little fucking skanky McMahon comes up on the fucking apron, does a weak ass goddamn tap to his shin. Mm. With with Kurt Scepter, I think and it meant to be a low blow. I wasn't too. It, it just the camera angle wasn't very good. But she hit him with the scepter anyway, and fucking Chris goes like, "Oh, I'm hurt!" Oh. and then falls down. Angle slam. One, two, three. All done. Remember, it's also still called the Olympic Slam at this point. Or there's a wrestler in New Japan called Yujiro Takashi who does the move, and they call the Intercollegiate Slam. Intercollegiate Slam. Yeah. Things pretty good. Yeah. I, th- I think the best name for it is the Angle Slam. Yes, but Angle is all happy that he still beats every fucking victory. Like he's just won another gold medal. Yeah, so he goes can, back. Can I? Can I? Yeah. He he goes out. He goes running down like all oh, like he hasn't said anything on his way from learning to the backstage, but he's running down the ramp going like ah, oh, like waving his arms and all that shit. Gets backstage to like basically a catering mm-hmm. table. With a bunch of caring people, and for some odd reason, Midian, yeah, Midian's standing there. there, all just like sort of standing there, looking kind of like like Southern Justice Midian. Yeah, he, I think he, had God, to, he Undertaker's pal Midian. That's basically why he is. You know, he's Bond Street crew and all that. Oh, shit. you could see the B the BSK tattoo on him. The last thing Midian did in the WF was he popped up uh, after Foley got KV fired by DX. They had him dress up, Midian dress up as mankind. And he said it's called Have a Bad Day, where basically DX can make fun of Mick Foley. Yeah. But no, like, Angle goes backstage, and there's Southern Justice Midian and a bunch of catering people, and he, like, he runs to this catering table, and he's all like, Oh, I won! I did it! I won! And he starts throwing the food about, and he doesn't notice the motorcycle that's behind him, but he starts throwing the food about, and then starts throwing big jugs of milk about, and he... Uh. Like, he doesn't do what you'd think. He starts throwing them over his fucking head, so he douses this motorcycle in milk. What a travesty to happen to a motorcycle. I know. But he starts <laughs> covering this motorcycle in milk, and then Midian's like, Kurt, 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 what's up, man? That, that's the Undertaker's hog, man. You know, like, well, before that point, he says, oh, you didn't see the bike, and then for a second, Angle starts to me and says, like, Midian, please tell me that's your bike. Yeah, he's like, Please, please, 
Please tell me that's your bike. And he's like, no, no, yeah, let's take yours, man. Let's take yours, right, man. Let's even a big taker thing on the. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I go, I go, like looks at it. He's like, like, like total fucking oh shit face, and he's like, oh, 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 and he's like, he's like, I, I like, I gotta get out of here. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. And then you see him, and he just like grabs a fuck, like he runs out to the fucking parking lot, and he's like. Hey, hey, and then uh, conveniently a cab turns up. Uh, and he's like, hey, hey, cab, cab. some random woman who clearly works at the venue. She's awkwardly having to get past him. Like, as she's being a guy, Jericho, yeah, Angle just jumps about, like, get me out of the fuck yeah, out of like, here. Yeah, give me out of here, give me out, give me out. And you don't see Angle the rest of the goddamn show. You're <laughs> just fucking legs. Yeah, I love the fact that that bike, that bike with the milk all over it is left there for the rest of the show. Like, wrestle, other wrestlers are doing bits with that in the background. Like, Triple H shows up later on, he's like, what the hell happened over there? And they're like, I don't know. But it's yeah. about where Jericho's going to leave and he just walks by and just looks at it and laughs at it and it's, then fucks off. It is cool that they managed to involve just an inanimate bike yeah. in, in the whole show. Though. It mm-hmm. is kind of, it is credit. That's, mm-hmm. It's like one thing I will credit WWE for, well, yeah. WWF at the time, for in that time period it's like yeah it's a bike it's an animal object but you can still involve it in multiple stories over the course of the evening like Triple H going the hell is that and like you say Chris going yeah yeah come on yeah Yeah. (laughs) angle then all what do you do (laughs) angle's fucked up we don't see angle again but then out comes Commissioner Foley, he's looking, oh, he's looking very cross. Looking all cross and short-haired and going, look, look, he's about, he's about to tell Ben Moore, like, I'm not mad, I'm just very disappointed. Oh, that fucking scene, man. Like, like he comes out and he's like, no, nah, man, I'm just very disappointed. And he's like, what is he? I, I don't, I can't, uh, I can't remember the whole thing. He says, like, talks about how he enjoys, like, 90% of Raw. Yeah, like, I enjoy 90% of Raw. But then you, like, when China got a dad, I was like, which one of you has got the guts to come out here? And then Psycho Boy comes out. Yeah, he mentions the show happened both on the China match, China thing with Eddie, and then later and then on the with the Rock. Well, the Rock thing when he fucking weighs the, he's, weighs he's, the chair and he rock. He's saying, like, you know what China was doing before Bro went on her? Yeah. She, was, she was playing with dolls and bringing my kids here. She, she was a knight, and she was like, I don't like China just because she's a ninth wonder in the world. I like her because she's a good person. She's my friend. <laughs> and it's like, she's my friend. And Benoit look, it's just looking at him, yeah. just staring. Benoit looking at that, that classic Benoit stare, you know, my brain is pudding. Keep well, talking. The lights are on, but no fucker's been in for a long time. The lights are on, but no one wants to change them. No, no, we're like, I'm just going to sit here in the darkness. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just going to leave you to your mental breakdown. This, this, these rooms are only used in the daytime now. And no, people ain't even comfortable using them then. <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah. fucking, he's, and the thing is, right, and the thing, in hindsight, when you think about, you know, yeah, what was everything to, that happened. Everything that happened, what was to come. To look at Benoit, and I've said this before, I think I said this on the previous show, to look at Benoit and watch him, you know, cut a coherent promo. Even when he was cutting up a coherent promo, it seemed so... Sort of emotionless. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it seemed was. so, like... He's like, you want to know why I don't have compassion? I have none. 
Oh, why, why, I don't, why don't you show compassion or why yeah, don't you show remorse now? You want to know why I don't show compassion? I have none. Why I don't show remorse? I have none. Why I don't have a sense of humor? I have none. Like, I do what I want, when I want. I was going to say, if I can crack a joke once in a while, maybe you'd can the fuck down a wee bit. <laughs> like, it's a fact I, that, I'm just a tad late for a while. I mean, oh yeah, by 2000, yeah. But like, looking at, at Benoit... It's not just the fact that he he he, he, he shows no knowledge about and that he talks about, it, but the fact that it's picked up as a big part of his of his, his gimmick. Yeah, yeah his like character. He's, he's, he's vicious and everything. He's finally properly there, emphasizing the whole he's a rabid Wolverine. Yeah, he's a vicious, emotionless machine. Yeah, everything how vicious he is. So it's being emphasized. So they pretty much say this man's a killer in one sense, but unfortunately that would be all too all too, too true. Well, like years later, is. In a different sense. Yeah, in a different sense, but as much as, much as you know, it's necessary to talk, I don't, yeah. I, I don't like to talk about him too much because it just, it, it bums you out, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it I bums bet, you out. Able so far, I really get through much of Benoit stuff on this show because I reckon... Because it's encompassed in yeah, so much. Yeah, he's trying to separate the map, what man would go on and do from what he's doing here. And, yeah, but yeah. Like, but like, this is one of those episodes where I couldn't ignore it and we're trying to not bring it up like we are now going yeah. forward. But like, this episode where he's talking about his lack of emotion, how he does things to a helpless woman... As 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 yeah, yeah, by Foley and the comedy mentally, how could you do that to a defenseless woman? It really, uh, it really makes you uncomfortable. It really does, you know. It really does, and you do your best, like you say, you do your best to separate the, you know, the, the theatrics from the reality. Mm-hmm. You know, you you do your utmost, but it's so difficult. It's so yeah, difficult, yeah. and later in the show, like when Benoit is, you know, in ring. Mm-hmm. For me personally, yeah, it becomes really hard to separate Len because you, yeah, yeah, you know, and like you say, like at this point, it was so goddamn vain. He was, yeah, like, like there like, is no, there is no fucking way that he was not juicing. Yeah, like cause for like, one, because that is the terminology we use in wrestling. He's juicing. He's yeah, on a yeah, cycle. The most, the all the mainstream media they they look at Benoit like they're potentially wrestling. And a lot when he died, a lot of them. Jumped on the with Roid Rage, like without most of them without any evidence to mm. point to that. Maybe maybe just looking at Benoit again, it was obviously even later on in his run, I did from this point onwards that he is on something like and I didn't realise. What you mean like from the torso up he was a triangle? Pretty much, yeah. He's, but he's weathered he's weathered by the legs. The thing is though, the thing is right. And fucking God for fucking give me for yeah. even trying to make excuses for him. Uh-huh. But fucking, you know, there is no denying what he did was an awful, awful, terrible, goddamn thing, and there's there is no coming back from that. Uh huh. But to be devil's advocate here, and you know, I hope I hope this is I hope this is a good thing. But to yeah. be devil's advocate here, at that point. He was still a normal guy. He was an intense motherfucker, yes, oh, but he yeah. was still normal. You know, what happened when it happened happened because of unfortunate fucking circumstance. That man was not right. He would not have done that if he was right. No, no, no sane right no person would right person have done that if he yeah. was right. So you, you can't... And I, I apologise to anyone who yeah, disagrees yeah. with my statement here. You can't blame the man... For what he became, 
it really highlights the the dangers of professional wrestling and the dangers of not getting checked and not getting properly sorted. Well, not just that, because a lot of policies that we have even to see were brought in, not just around his death, but they were kind of brought in away around Eddie's death as well. Yeah, yeah. But, like, looking at it, uh, looking at it, yeah, like, it's just so how controversial, how big a thing it was that even today there are people arguing and debating it, like, we talked about it on our show, but Jordan Grace made that made uh, some comments about it, which is kind of yeah. she kind of had to backtrack on. She had to backtrack, but I, I don't think she was wrong with she. I think she was more so wrong with how she how she expressed how she the, expressed her opinion. Yeah. So, but like, but my point was originally that you can tell he's definitely on something because like the when you see him basically when the when he turns in his arms for the crossface, like the veins, and everything. Oh on his yeah, arm. yeah. When you so when like he, something's trying to. Escape out of them. Yeah, when he's, pull, when he's pulling that crosshairs, the thing that terrifies me more so when he's pulling the crosshairs on is not the arms, yeah. it's his face. Mm. Because when he's pulling that crosshairs on, he is. Yeah. I honestly think even then, when Benoit pulled on that crosshairs, I think he went in a different zone. Uh huh. You know, I. How many how many wrestlers would say nowadays that they were genuinely hurt by Benoit? Mm. And not intentionally, just because he was such an intense guy. Yeah. You I'm, know? I'm sure there are quite a few people who knew Ben Wally's wrestler. I don't think are really willing to talk about being hurt by him, because really, they think about... Yeah, you, well, don't, like, you don't want to put more shade on the guy than has already been put on him. Well, even nowadays, it feels pointless to even say, oh, Ben Wally's a bit stiff with me in the ring, because, like, really, it's that would be really low down on his list of atrocities. You know, I'm, I'm sure he'll agree with me here. Yeah. But I want to quickly get off this topic. Yeah, yeah. So sure. all I would say is rest in peace to all three of the family there. And it's sad what happened, but nothing's ever going to change what happened. So let's just move on from that and yeah, yeah. Yeah. be on the episode. Because we're going to, if we keep on this, we're going to depress 11 piss out I've, I've managed to avoid really talking about him in much depth in terms of this kind of aspect of his, of his life and his character. For most of this run, like well, I think we've mentioned it once or twice here, yeah, here and I there. I think it's just it's so glaringly obvious in this episode. And this, it's so this it's exchange, so in your face. Yes, in this exchange, it's hard to ignore. And like when I say, like I don't need to explain myself to you. You put me in a match with a rock, and my actions will speak for themselves. And that that line, mm, that I, line, kind of. Regardless of what anyone may think of him at this time. Hearing Edge and Christian's music, I was like, "Well, thank God, some Ben Wall might not have a sense of humor, but thank fuck these guys thank are Christ. here." <laughs> some humor, Great maybe. attention. Because Mick Foley, usually the jovial, happy Mick Foley was even all dead serious. Like somebody inject some humor into this fucking thing. Uh, like fucking lighten the segment up for God's sake! But see when he said, "My actions will yeah. speak for themselves." Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, "Ah, oh, good God!" Although Edge and Christian, for the, the first, it's the first time they ever use his face. About, you totally reek of awesomeness. That yeah, would be the you new. reek of awesomeness. Like, not only are you the most awesome technical wrestler ever, but you're a fellow Canadian. <laughs> and you reek of awesomeness. Like, our fellow Canadian here, we both believe, Bully, he deserves every right Did you to be the WF champion. Through that segment, mm. he wasn't smiling during that night, was he? No. no he, he was so. Well, he saw he's no sense of fucking humour. Miserable prick. Aye. <laughs> fucking smile, you prick. Smile, you psycho bastard. So, ultimately, it all ends with fully making a six-person when you think about tag team match. Maybe. Where, where oh, you you want the rock? Yeah. Well, tonight, I'm going to make a six-man 
elimination tag team match. That's no, not elimination. It's just a six man tag. No, no, There's no, a different no. elimination match coming up. Oh, later, that's what I'm getting. But he's like, I'm gonna make a six man tag match. You against The Rock, and you two against Eddie Guerrero and China. Yeah, big six person tag. But really, it's all about the other three wanting bloody. Benoit. Uh, uh, I, I loved, I absolutely loved the Rock's promo on Benoit. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to that later. But <laughs> arrives, he's annoyed at Stephanie for get, going out and confronting Jericho yeah, like, on her own. Stephanie, Stephanie goes backstage just as Triple H is getting out of his limo. Big massive limo. His big massive limo. <laughs> and he's, she's like, see what I did? See what I did? I, I totally screwed Chris Jericho in his match. Like, and he's like, what? You're like, I don't want you out there. You realize you could have been hurt by Jericho or Angle. And like, come on, I helped. I, I embarrassed Jericho. I mean, he's an Angle, he's our Olympic hero. And Jericho is like, nah, man, nah. And he starts like, where the hell's Foley? You're like, where the hell's Foley? And then you're looking at the not so real anymore deal now. As Dilo Brown is here. I'm looking at the real deal now. <laughs> he's got a brand new. Brand new partner. I think they've only. I, I can do it. I think they teamed up at like a couple of dark matches on the previous week Sunday night. He, yeah. So it was D-Lo a, and the headbanger. Aye, Mosh. With D-Bag. This was Mosh and everybody, now just Chaz. Chaz. They're not got a team name yet, but they will go on to be known as Lowdown. Yeah. As in, they're going to be put Lowdown on the card going forward. That's really sad. And do you know why that's it's really sad? It's sad, but true. It's sad, but true. But do you know what's sad about it? I will say first and foremost, Chaz and Dilo looked pretty fucking tight in ring. They looked really good, and at one point during the match, uh-huh. I thought they were going to win it. I know it did seem like they were. It was going that way. But when we when we got we did get well. You start. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, jump yeah. in. Yeah, because like I, I did. I think we find it weird in this match that. Well, Dilo is getting himself in better shape. Like, ah, as year went on. That's the best I've seen Dilo look. But they're like, they were going on about. Doesn't look like good now. Like, oh, Chaz has really helped Dilo you know, lose a, a ton of weight, and then Dilo like, well, not literally a ton of weight. Do you know how much a ton actually is, Cole? Like, he wasn't that big. <laughs> and then so the first noble match. Uh, uh, the first noble p- point in the match is when uh, Chaz leaps over one of the Dudleys and lands and goes, ah, I need. Oh, he's like. Ah, ah. <laughs> that allows a uh, deal of grab a Devon Devon and pull him into the nuts into the post, right into the post. Eh? Boss deal of steel, man. They have, where, steel. they have a bit where Devon launched himself to the outside onto one of the Dudleys. Yeah. I think it's still Devon. Devon gets worked on a bit till Bubba get comes in. It's a big Bubba Bob on on deal and deal just sells like ah mass. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't say it, but you could tell in his eyes, like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God, I mean, man, I didn't feel that, right? They set up a, a table on the outside, but everybody gets all knocked in. They do the big double clothesline spots. So all four of them are down. Then out comes Stephen Richards, who nicks the table. Can I, can I, may I? Like, obviously, Dudley's match, this era, what's the first thing that they do when they get a minute? Devon, get the tables! Uh-huh. I fucking, uh. you know, get the tables! Fucking we set the table up and then we pissy fucking wanky McJobby cunt <laughs> fucking Stephen Richards and his wee poofy tie and his wee fat arse and his wee smart trousers comes running out and steals the table and runs away with the fucking table 
And then the match goes on and I love Bubba when he he goes he goes up a power when he goes Ah he goes to shit well, where's the damn table? Like Where the hell's the damn table? Like, where's the hell's the table? And then the, from there it looks it does briefly look like you said that the Chaz and Dino might yeah, actually win. Like, 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 uh, I think uh Dino and Bubba were on the outside. No, like there's a point where like the Bubba gets up to say Dino gets it with like a big flat Dino hits a big flat move, which then Chaz block falls up on Dino with a big leg drop to the back yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, good leg drop uh, too. Good, good done there but yeah, it, was, it was just a false finish um. yeah but I really did like near, especially at the end of the match I really really did think like like you say like low down we're going to win you know what I mean mm -hmm. but it surprised me also because what you say Chaz right was, was he mosh no he yeah he was mosh yeah he was also unfortunately Beaver he was very briefly but as Chaz mm-hmm I've never, apart from then, seen him wrestle so well. Hmm. Like, why did he not wrestle that good when he was a headbanger? As I've said before, the headbangers were straight. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you right yeah, in the Yeah, the tag team finisher. Yeah, they had that tag team powerbomb they dropped in. They could never hit properly. It was dangerous uh, as all shit. Uh, 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 tag champs? Uh, 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 yeah, very, very Yes, they were. So shut up. Tag champs. Headbangers. Tag champs. Fuck you, we won. Yeah. How many people really remember, other than you, that they were the tag team champions? Everyone. I doubt that that's the case. Do you remember? Unfortunately, I do. When everyone, haha. -ha. We're not everyone, though, are we? Yes, we are. We have a podcast. That means we're everyone. Yes, because everyone has a fucking podcast. So we're everyone. I hate you. <laughs> anyway, Dudley's went after a 3D. You don't like it when I'm technically correct, do you? Rich just, Steve Rich is backstage afterwards talking about how the American public has grown to condone this act of senseless violence by putting people through. And I bought, he got from more on Raw as well because he came out during Godfather and tried to put these sacks on the hose, <laughs> like with big white sensor symbols on. And I'm listening to him talk. Maybe it's just me, right? Because I watched the. I saw that show I watched on YouTube, The Kill Count, about American Psycho. And I just listened to Steve Richards talk and his voice. He's going like, you sound so much like Patrick Bateman right now. You sound like Patrick Bateman in that film. Like, Isn't that a good film? I've not actually seen the film. I've seen an episode on the film. Right, well, last I know two, about the film. last two films I have to make sure you watch. I think there's a, there's a list of several films you want me to watch. There's a list of several films I will make you watch. We'll I, will, I will strap you down and make you watch them. It does sound like, now I'm just imagining Patrick Bateman as the, the leader of Right to Censor and it makes it all the more sinister. If I had money, I'd be like that. <laughs> I imagine you would. But yeah, it's like, the Amer I will make sure they never have to see these acts of senseless violence again because the American public clearly do not know what's good for them, but I do. Just just to clarify, by the way, I mean like Stephen Richards, not Patrick Bateman. Huh. Or you go around in your little black tie, would you? Yeah. Would you cut your hair like Stephen Richards? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! No! Wouldn't be a dick like him. I like, just, I just wear a shirt and a tie. I like this wee thing with uh, with Foley and Triple H where Foley's in this weird mesh bit of the storage bit. Hey, <laughs> hey his shift. office was cool. Yeah, no, it was cool. I'm saying if he makes it off, then Triple H is really a thing. Triple H comes in and he's like, Look, I want Jericho tonight. I want Jericho! It's like, you can't get Jericho until Phil Williams. like, well, I'll, 
why not just ask her? She's a McMahon. And he's like, well, no, Linda McMahon left charge of things with me. Yeah, she gave me full authority. And she gave me full authority, and I say, you don't get her until fully loaded. And he's like, why don't they beat the crap out of you? And he's like, well, you could, but it got you $5,000 every hit. Yeah, every punch is five yeah. grand. Every punch is five grand, huh? Stephanie, get my wallet. This is going to be expensive. He's like, he's like, tell you what, you get Jericho tonight, and if you beat him... No, 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 it's like, you'll get Jericho on Raw if you can win a handicap elimination yeah, match. Yeah, you get Jericho on Raw if you can win a handicap elimination match. And he's like, don't you try and threaten me. I was going to say, if you don't, if you don't uh, win the match, then the match is still being happy. I mean, Phil Lewis, you need to wait fucking till then, like... Basically, uh, try, basically, try like a pitch and I was like, listen, sure. you'll get fucking Jericho, but you need to wait to well, get Triple to Jericho. Triple H is there, he's damn just trying to intimidate Mick, and Mick's like, no, having none of it. He's like, nah, fuck you, bitch. If you win this match, you'll get it. If you don't, fuck you. But like, he's like a pitch in jail, because before, like, no, you need to wait your turn to get Jericho. Like, like, no, I want Jericho now. I want no. him right now. What does a big boy do? They wait their turn. You must wait to the pay-per-view. That's the only way you, you'll learn. You wait or you get nothing, you big Pissy bitch. <laughs> you will wait or you will get nothing. If you do not wait and do not behave yourself, I will job you out like a motherfucker and make you wrestle in gyms. Aye, that's what he said. He said all this missing was, I'll make fucking the curtain call punishment look like shit compared to this. I think that was the size he yeah. was like, you think the curtain call was bad, cunt? I'll make you wrestle fucking... Boss. I'll make you wrestle the Brooklyn Brawler every night, you can Because he, he stands right up and gets in trouble. He's like, no, as much as I want you, and he shows, the WWE doesn't need you. So basically, like, don't fucking tempt me. Uh, don't for... fucking tempt me, but I'm looking for an excuse, you dick. <gasps> well, I've, got, I've got to apologise. Well, I have the fucking Radical song stuck in my head for some reason. Well, speaking of which... That song. Do you know the thing is about that song? I liked the latter part of it. I I just think it's one of the most generic songs I've ever heard. It's generic as a motherfucker, but I like the latter part of it. No, it reminds me of you know those pirates, old pirates ads. Piracy advert was actually pirated. <laughs> did you not know that? I did not know that. No. I see the song for the piracy advert. Uh, the song for the piracy advert was actually pirated. Well, <laughs> basically, basically, give me all these things you wouldn't steal a TV. piracy is a crime. You wouldn't fund terrorism, would you? You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't do. Oh, and it, see, any time when I was younger and I watched that, I would go, well, I don't know if I could get away with it, maybe. The best two, like, two, both two Irish screens, Dower being Ed Byrne, both took the piss out of that. Dower being when, like, you know, weirdly when you watch it, you realise, the best thing about pirating DVDs is you don't need to sit for the warrant not to pirate DVDs. Because, <laughs> like, like, it's ludicrous, these examples they get. They might as well just have this out for the next one and just go, you wouldn't kill a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, they mean they can make it more realistic, like... You, you wouldn't, wouldn't kill a man, would you? Like, father, I've killed a man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they mean to make it more realistic, like... Mama! <laughs> Ooh! They make it more realistic, like, you wouldn't steal some posted notes, like... You would saying, like, well, I'm... Oh, fuck it, I might. <laughs> or, like... like you done that for the pipe. Mama! Just killed a man! <laughs> Then I watched a DVD. 
Ah, went and downloaded it for free. <laughs> Mama! Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Funny. And that's all somebody's back. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Oh, we're funny bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but I had Bone talked about it. And he's like, you know, like, you know, like, like I hate these. Like, I'm drunk watching a random horror movie at two in the afternoon. You're trying to tell me I wouldn't nick, nick a poxy handbag? You don't fucking know me at all. <laughs> you don't know me. Fuck you. I'll steal your handbag, you bastard. Yes, the light heavyweight anti-piracy themed having. So-called ladies' man, Dean the, Malenko. The light heavyweight anti-piracy theme telling you, like, fuck you, you'll go steal it. You don't have the balls to steal it. Aye, right, I'll fucking steal your hoose, your cunt. <laughs> I'll steal your soul, you bastard. But, but he's coming, he's, a, he's got two on one hand to come at you, and Jacqueline and Ivory. And apparently on the Sunday, he last, the previous both week... Both awesome wrestlers. They're both awesome, yeah. Last, the previous week... Dean Malenko on the Sunday, he said, I want, because he recapped the summer, I went, I'm going to open challenge, anyone can fight me for my light heavyweight, to, I want to test the manhood of some of those guys back there. Here comes Jacqueline, and I can't believe Dean Malenko got away with this, because he recapped it, and I was like, oh Jesus, because he said, no, I said I want to test someone's manhood, I didn't say I want to fight someone from the hood. I'm like, Jesus oh, fucking Christ. Jeez, oh man, that is not cool. No, no, that's that, not cool That is so far beyond fucking cool, man. He don't say that shit. And then he had a match on Raw with Crash Holly, where he beat, retained the light heavy tail, and a match was far too short. Like, he's called a man from a thousand holes. He won with a fucking power bomb. And oh. then and then afterwards, Jane, uh, Ivory and Jacqueline came out to try and batter him, which has then led to this to this match. And Dean Malenko's come out with his, his ladies or whatever. And basically, it's your classic handicap match, but like, oh, he's he's wrestling women. Yeah, yeah because that's such a shocker. Despite the fact we've also got China. Anyway, like, so are the women defenseless? Should we not be hitting them or should we be treating them as equals? And they should be, we should be having intergender matches, which are all the norm nowadays. Like, what 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 is the message that the WF are trying to get across this? I just not fucking know. I don't think they knew. No, no, I don't think they knew. See, the problem with WWF had at the time was women, we didn't respect. No. China, we couldn't classify. Mm-hmm. We tried to disrespect her, which is why she left. I think they had one rule for China I, for a lot of the time and another rule for everyone I'll, else. I'm sorry to cut in here, but... This is something that's a personal bitch for me, and I'm sure. going to call him out right now. Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. suck my fucking ass, you bitch-ass fat motherfucker with a shite band. <laughs> Fuck you, saying China couldn't hang. Fuck yourself. Yeah. Right, go, go and take a ginormous fuck to yourself, you fat loser. I go on about her in his book, and then... Would you die? Like, oh, yes, I always had the greatest respect for right. did, you you had, did you die, you fat fuck? Fuck you, Chris Jericho, you're in a shitey wrestling federation, you're a wank, you're a fat cunt, and your band suck dick. So fuck you. China could kick it all for you. Aye. What he said. <laughs> cunt. Aye. That's, that's my rant done. That's your rest of done. But yeah, so you have, uh, you got... Jacqueline tried to jump on the back of the constantly trying to jump on the back of Lady Michael, but he just throws her there. Right, constantly trying to throw a sleeper on him. 
Jacqueline gets on the outside. Ivory gets probably like technically tied. He's got a front face lock on. Oh, no, no, no. I like, bet I bet she. Oh no, no! Don't make that joke. Maybe not. No. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what he's gonna say, but even then, I, I know not. No, he's not. You know not to question. Yeah. This is where like Ivory tries a sunset flip down, and Dean's like holding on, but then Ivory, no, Jacqueline leaps off the top and yeah. hits a cross body on him. I thought it was pretty cool. Jacqueline was cool, man. I like Jacqueline. Jacqueline was cool, yeah. They, they not. It's good they got this here because they got not much else to do because Deffy's not defending the title right now. I was gonna. Did she ever? She's defended it against Lita after Tori battered Lita fought her, and then she pinned her. Uh, but you know, eventually I was gonna get more to do later on the year. Jacqueline, I think it's gonna take a wee while for her to find something proper again. Uh, she had a lot to do when like Sable was around because like when I think she was lucky that when because Luna kind of left when the women's state was brought back in. So well, no left, but she wasn't being used when that happened. So like it was a case of we got Sable. Who else can we get? Uh, Jacqueline. So Jacqueline right. back it by extension. Got a prominent spot. Let's be honest, right? No woman get any kind of significant spot when Sable was involved. We get treated like whores. That was it. I, I, really got... I, I hate to question that, and I'm sorry to cut in on you, right? But I honestly think the representation of women in wrestling in this time period was fucking deplorable. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> because you... Like... Even fucking Trish, you know what I mean? I, I, I constantly criticise Trish, but do you ever notice I never criticise the person, I criticise the representation? Yes. It's the representation because yes. Trish Stratus, man, that chick, see when she was allowed to actually fucking put her shit on display? Yeah. And I don't mean it in any kind of disgusting way. Yeah, 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 I get like, what you're saying, yeah. When she was able to put her abilities on display, mm-hmm. she was a fucking good wrestler. Mm-hmm. She wasn't the fucking like, best, but she was a good wrestler. When she was allowed to put her fucking abilities on display. Mm-hmm. But no, thanks to certain old perverts, mm. all she was able to do was whore herself out. Yeah. And that that really fucking peed me off, man. I mean, it really gets, peed me off. You're going to get a significant angle with a certain per- old pervert in like, on the, in like the early 2001. You think, hmm, maybe the warning signs of what he was up to in real life should have been there all Yeah, long. maybe. Well, it's all coming back up now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's all coming up now. But, so they do that sunset flip thing. Uh, it leans up to where I think it's like, I, I think Ivory's been put up in a suplex. Crash comes out, trips up, Dean Malenko grabs his leg. Yeah, he holds him down. And both so. women dive on top of him, they pin him, so they win. And then they celebrate with the bell afterwards. Like, and they're like, even though they're especially like, this was not a light heavyweight yeah, table. but. Malenko comes running back in to save his precious light heavyweight like, title belt and he gets clattered by it. That's after, like, Crash guy tries to smugly slowly walk away and Dean like, oh, fuck you for trying to cost me a fucking match, you bastard. <laughs> and then comes back in and then they're sitting there and they just run out and just knock him out. Knock him the fuck out with a belt uh, and then just drop it on him and go, there you go, cunt. We got, uh, that might not be a title match, but we've got two title matches very close together coming up right now where we got it's very sad. I feel very bad because one of the first shows that Paul did as part of this was seeing Mikishi win the IC title and unfortunately he must I know, this. I know, I know, I know, I know. And, and, to, and to Val Venus of all people. A, losing it to Val Venus and B, losing it because of that fucking useless deadbeat motherfucker Taz. <laughs> Fuck Taz. <laughs> Fuck him right in his stupid mohawk bastard dear. Fuck Taz. <laughs> 
Rikishi's a fucking legend, man. Yes. Legend. Val Venus is a sad act, old weed smoking, pervy, fat bastard. Fuck Val Venus. How dare he have looked disgraced to actually win that belt? He, he had no right to win any belts. He was a scumbag. And that's proven more so nowadays by his rhetoric. He's a shitehead. Mm. Is that is that the right term? A shitehead? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he made. Pretty sure he's imagining his conspiracies and all that shit. And do you think oh. the Earth is flat, Val? You fucking dick. No, but I'm sure he's into some other weird. Your fucking brain flat, you cunt bag. Your fucking pussy is flat because no one gave a shit about you, no matter how much under every tried. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck you, Val. You yeah. sad old prick. Anyway. You see, goes right in on Val. Like, shake my fucking fist at him. Shake harder, son. <laughs> Rikishi goes right in on Val as soon as like the match kind of starts. Uh, Rikishi kicks his hole for him. He, he, Rikishi almost forgets this isn't, this isn't no DQ and tries to get a chair out. The referee has to step in and say, I think it's Taylong. He says and goes, Hold on a minute there, player. Hold on, player. If you pull that chair out, you'll be facing the Undertaker. <laughs> Player. Then McKee's like, oh no, I'm pretty sure I'm in the Bone Street queue as well. I like the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, I like the Undertaker. BSK, man. Uh, uh, then, unfortunately, <laughs> for the referee, because she goes to back the ball and Val, and the poor referee has to get caught in the crossfire. Oh no, really? Yes. Oh no, the referee got breathed on. <laughs> <laughs> he got mildly tapped by that big round behind the Tizuki shit. Oh, mildly tap. I mean, Rikishi farted it when he fell down. Aye. And then... Oh, no. So, of course, out comes TNA to attack. Uh, something I thought was... What, weird. you mean the whole roster? <laughs> but then, like, Tess goes up to the top rope, right? She's lying, right? And then he sits up. Tess is still stone there. Then he kind of adjusts himself and then lies there and lets <laughs> Tess jump on. I'm like, what, what was meant to happen? What was happening here? Were you not the right position? Like... I'm sure Tess could have rotated in were some you, way. Were, were you in the wrong position? Was Tess taking too long so you had to check? What the fuck? Yeah, that, that was weird. But unfortunately, that's not... Because the referee slowly gets back up. That's not enough to keep Rikishi down. No. Too cool come out to chase off TNA. Again, not the whole roster. Ironically, Grandma Sexy was briefly... Well, Grandmaster and Rikishi have both been in TNA at one point. But not Scotty. No Scotty? No Scotty. No Scotty. No. Oh, Valvius gets uh, tossed into the ref again. Well, well, because like he gets pushed off of the cover on and lands on the ref. It's it's important given his former profession. I don't say he gets tossed off. It's, he gets tossed onto. It's important you say he doesn't get tossed off. That's yes. that's that's a key thing there. Yeah. You know, no but, one wants to toss him off. Because <laughs> he does look like he's going to actually get a pull around because he does the thing where he sits on Val's chest and squashes the man. Uh, and then out comes Taz with a with a camera. So he's, this is the second match Rikishi's been involved in that Taz has got involved in. Yeah, another yeah, another fucking running. Like I think he got involved in a Rikishi match on an episode of Raw like a week or so ago. So this is the second day. This time he's costing my title. Is this leading to a thing with Rikishi and Taz? No, no, because leads to nothing. It's just Taz being a cunt. Taz smacks Rikishi with a thing, and then. The core gets tangled over in the rope, so he throws it outside. Then has to sit down, and you can see him trying not to get caught up in the, in the cable as well as he walks yep. away. So just so awkward. They, don't, they even they show multiple replays, especially one from the camera's perspective. Yeah, I, I've seen that. 
And then, again, he's not porn star anymore, but still called the money shot. Val dives off the top. Money shot on the Rikishi. One, a two, and a three. Val Venus is the new Intercontinental I don't recognise that. Well, it happened. Why well, I, I refuse to recognise that Val Venus is a cunt. He doesn't deserve an IC title run. So Val is the, the champion. And they get, there was a big celebration with TNA. And by TNA, I mean... Tess and Albert are throwing champagne all the way. I know what you mean. I'm not going to make the joke again. I, wasn't, I didn't think you were going to make the joke. I'm just saying. And, well, Trish is like, oh, Jesus. The whole roster celebrate with champagne. And they're like, yeah, harg. And then Trish <laughs> is trying not to get it all over herself. Did you notice this, by Trish, the way? Trish was trying not to get it all over herself, was she? Don't. But... <laughs> <laughs> you try not to laugh, but it's funny. Did you notice this thing? I noticed it weirdly. Trish changes her outfit. I know she goes from that skanky and white clothing to skanky and black clothing. She wears white with a black cowboy hat for some reason. But and that's, then, that's because she had to change because unfortunately she did get it all over herself. And she comes out wearing black with her hair tied back and a bit of a braid at the back. Yeah, but like I say, she did get it all over herself. She had to change. <laughs> so yeah, Val was sticky, you know. Val's the Intercontinental. I swear he he may, he may have been Intercontinental Champion before. Maybe he was at least in the mix because he was involved in the mix in '99 and the title changed hands a bunch of. Contained that year. I'm reasonably sure during the time period when the Road Dog won the title, mm-hmm. Val Venus won the title too. It may have. I, can't really not, I cannot say for sure. I know he's been I'm, European I'm re- champion. I'm reasonably sure the, the IC title was like hot potato between Road Dog, Goldust, and Val. Yeah. I think Ken Shamrock was in there as well. Yeah, like, oh no, you take it. Oh no, you take it. Oh no, you have it. Your belt, no yours. <laughs> for God's sake, Trish, change clothes. You're sticky. Ugh. So he's at least a one-time IC champion. He was a very forgettable European champion as well. Yeah, very forgettable European deckhand. And so, but no, who's not forgettable? He's not to you, Steve Black. Yes. <laughs> well, lethal weapon, lethal weapon, Steve Blackman. Hell taking yes, on the, taking on the big now, boss man. Now we're on to the serious goddamn match on the show. Mm-hmm. The serious goddamn match, the lethal weapon. Against the fucking Proto Shield, the big boss man from Cobb County, Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Put, put some hard times on Steve Blackman. Yeah, and you know, like boss man comes out, he's all boss man and shit, and then the fucking lethal weapon come out with his gym bag, with his kendo stick. I finally got the gym bag for the weapons back. With his IC tight. Well, Hardcore thing. God damn it, I'm, I'm stretching there. I, I know you deserve that, but anyway. Calm yourself there. Oh, calm I yourself. loved the Blackman. And Steve Blackman comes out with his weapons. Uh, Bossman tries to meet him on the ramp trying to use his nightstick as a weapon. Yeah. And then again, I've seen, I've seen the also scenes reminiscent of a, a martial arts film. Bossman grabs a kendo stick. Steve Blackman's okay there, I'm like, come on, come on. Blackman grabs it and breaks it with his bare hands. Yeah! See that, man, fuck. How can you not fucking love that man, man? I, I said... You know, like, fucking fat old fucking proto-shield bring, like, tries to act all hard with damn Kendrick's like, Blackman just like, Bodja! No, done, bitch. I said that this was... I mentioned last week, this is probably the best thing that Blackman ever did, being the hardcore champion, because it's yeah. the most entertaining he ever was, because it suited his it abilities. It suited him, because he was the 
best hardcore fucking... I think we should retrospective on the best hardcore champion, which was the Lethal Weapon, Steve Blackman. You know, fucker tries to mess with him with the kendo stick. He fucking breaks the kendo stick, kicks a living piss at a boss man. That bit during the match when they're doing the whole bit with the fucking bin. And Blackman, like, he's got it down on deck and he just lifts it up and fucks him right in the face with the damn pin. You know, like, he kicks a living piss at a boss man in that match. I know somewhere my former co-host Sam is sad that he could not be my co-host right now, just as it's getting to... He, Steve Blackman's one of his boys and... Is, is he it, a Blackman guy too? Yes. Hey, is. Sam, man. Sam, you're my kind of people, man. I like you, Sam. You're a good cunt. Uh, so I'm sure Sam is very sad that... He's, he, he cannot have a fellow Blackmanite fucking... Uh, the fact that he's not here during one of Blackman's probably best, more notable periods of his and career. doesn't have anyone... He, had, he, had, he sadly had to sit through the head cheese era, much like I did. Well, Sam, man, if you're listening out there, man, I feel you, man. I totally get you. Blackman's a fucking god, man. <laughs> Blackman is a god. Should have been IC champ. Should have been a tag champ a few times in my mind. Would have been a good world champ, but like, that's Black, just me. Blackman was like swinging these, these weird sticks around. He snapped that mofo in two and he was like... Pfft. He got his V6 and then Bossman goes to the other side, he gets his V fire extinguisher as well, sprays Blackman Don't you remember the bit during the match as well when Blackman was down and Bossman tried to rip the piss and he's got a, kind, a half a kendo stick in his hand and he's like Ooh, waving it about like, yeah. oh, fucking flip your stick man, oh, fuck you, oh, fucking no. Oh, he, he also tries to use a... a, a Trash can lid as a weapon, and then at one point he gets hit with it, and then Blackman just kind of pops back up and kicks it back in boss man's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Blackman's like, oh, fuck you, cunt. I'm not taking your fish. So then, so that's, well, that's what made Steve Blackman so fucking good, though. He was like, no, nah, man, I'm not taking your fish. I'm not fucking selling anything. I will kick you at home. <laughs> and Blackman was like, Blackman was awesome. Like, Love Steve Blackman. I would, if I could find it on eBay, no matter what the money I would, if it existed, I would buy a Steve Blackman t-shirt. <laughs> Fuck yes, I would. I don't know if there are that many Steve Blackman shirts even I out bet there's some, though. Mm. It must have had some kind of bloody merch, and if it existed, I will find it. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm not saying there weren't any, I'm just saying I don't know if there are many left still out there. don't know. Steve Do you have Blackman. a Steve Blackman shirt? Please let us know. If, if you're Steve Blackman, you've got any downtime, you're actually listening to our show, man, I've Fucking love you, man. Steve's had some downtime since he's, his Bounty Hunter show didn't get picked up. He didn't need the show to be picked up. He's a legend. He doesn't need the show to be a Bounty Hunter. Steve Blackman is the man. Then the match finish comes when both fans working over Blackman outside by the the barricade and then... A big, a big bubbly bastard in a Hawaiian shot. Comes out and clatters the boss man in the dome. I just put hits him with a box. Maybe it was some sort of concession thing, but he just threw a big massive box and just fucked no, off. just fucked him right in the dome. Aye, it was Al Snow, clearly. Aye. And then Blackman gets Well, he again. was the tallest one in the entire audience. And also has a big <laughs> obvious fucking Al Snow moustache. <laughs> and then Blackman... Al snow stash. And Blackman's got the big candlestick, smacks him with a candlestick one more time. Yeah. One, two, three... Boss man, you know, by a blackman retains. And nay, 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 the Austin just seriously won his belt. What back up with that? Nay, Pish, Blackman's a fucking legend. 
So we go backstage and return to this bike story where Midian is being a total good ass and bullshit and the under like mm-hmm. so he was he was out he was throwing them when I tried to say uh, like I was trying to say no let's take your bike man but he he hey, wouldn't man. hear it man he was just like fucking he was like, was like be careful milk man everywhere. and fucking take her just take him. take her garbage Midian but come like ah man don't no, don't shoot the messenger man no he he took off man and everything she she was just giving me to say like. My goddamn back, man. Uh, looking at Midian like, I well, I can't really hit you, but I want to hit somebody. Uh, you're no fucking worth it, son. Yeah, you're like, bastards, you're part of my crew, I can't hit you. So then, Keenan and her take on TNA, like I said, with the wardrobe changing, uh, Trish Stratus, and weirdly, I love Taker coming out, he has to walk to the ring, kind of the look as if, like, Oh, I'm gonna fucking walk in there and kind of ride my fucking bike. It's covered in bloody milk and everything. Can't ride my bike, my bike. I got a wet ass and the milk. It'll smell funny for fuck's sake. The gears are all sticky in there to fucking yeah. pay to get that cleaned. Ah, I ran out of my fucking chewing stuff. Can't afford hair dye. Fuck's sake, man! I have to wear these crappy denims. Still got a bit of a belly on me. I here. wish I was still the Undertaker. <laughs> But like I said earlier on, this is pretty much, I've got a good big boot. No, I've got a good big boot. Yeah, that, that was the strength of that match, because Albert, boot, Test, boot, Kane, boot, Taker, boot, little rest period, and then uh, repeat. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Dude just comes in, just starts batting, trying to batter Test, because he's annoyed about his fucking big, big sidewalk slammer thing. And then, like, Tesco gets his boot, then Kane comes out, then Kane starts getting by. He's like, I'm not the one getting fucking worked over. Kane can take all the, do all the work. I'm going to come in here, hit my fucking last ride. <laughs> goddamn butt. Well, they first named it the last ride on, on the Raw. But apparently, even though they're taking the piss out of the PTC, they are uh, having to dull down some things because of the PTC. And then yeah. that includes doing pile drivers of any kind, which is why Taker is, doesn't do the tombstone. Well, and that's why he's like, I need a new finisher. So that's where the last raid now comes from. Ah. So now we're going to see a lot more of the last raid. I mean, they will hit the occasional things. I think he, the only other the one that in this time period I remember hitting like he hits when a WrestleMania against Triple H. Yeah. But I can't remember any other ones they hit between now and then. So like I said, yeah, Kane gets word of a big boot from like Albert. Test kind of pulls the rope down when Kane's going across the going to bounce off the ropes, but then Kane lands on his feet and just flatters Test on the yeah. Then King goes for a clothesline and Test kind of pushes him off. Everything. Tiger eventually manages to take, take out Test up in front of him and double boot on uh, Albert. Kane picks Albert up and he goes, Oh God, can he get him? I'll be the big. T- and, oh God, what a big chunk. Yeah. <laughs> Gives a choke slam. They pin Albert and then just for shits and giggles, just grabs Taylor. Like, Come here, boy. That's one of the big last yeah. rights. I'm going to pretend you're a million and Kurt Angle, you're not in my crew. <laughs> He's another one I think was woefully underrated. Test? No, Albert. Oh, Albert. Albert. I mean, Boy, no, that Baldo bomb was uh, just the best. Oh, he's a big, he's big in Japan. Like, he and Carl Anderson, I think, them is when they what were. What's he called Lord, Lord Tensai in Japan, wasn't he? No, he was the giant Bernard. <laughs> giant Bernie? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm big Bernard. How you doing? He won like the New Japan Cup in like 2007. He challenged multiple times for the world title. He, he and Carl Anderson had the longest reign for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Titles. You know, try and guess. Hey, I'm big Davy. How you doing? Like Giant Bernard and like Carl Anderson. Try and guess what their tag team name was called. Bernardson. 
<laughs> no, they were called bad intentions. Very, very new, Jen. Uh, it really was, yeah. Ooh, bad intentions. You mean, do you mean they're bad guys? Oh, no, we'll have to dislike them. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but now, we got Triple H, he's going for a handicap match. Who's it going to be? It's Chai and Die. Triple H is going for a handy job. <laughs> we got, oh, it's Chai and Die. And the Brooklyn Brawl. And Triple H is kind of sniggering everything. Uh, he's like, like come on, they fuck, come on. I'm, re- I'm wrestling them, come on. And then... To be fair, they used the three and one at first to like they surprised you, but he's like, Moan, lads, all they get for getting. Moan, and Brooklyn Brawler, for the best part of the early stage of the match, was directing traffic. He uh. was like, like the three of them jump in, they're all going to Triple H, and then Brooklyn Brawler's like, Nah, you go there, you go there, you do this to him. And for the most part, for the initial stage of the match, he was really wanting for them. Yeah, like yeah. there was a point where like Triple H on the outside with Finaki and Brawler still, and Tango, go do your, your thing, and then. Taka goes for his men's up, unfortunately. And misses. Hey, he hits, he doesn't no, hit Triple H, he hits he Finaki. No, he hits Finaki, aye. No. Finaki, right down. Number one, answer. Yeah. Oh, I love Finaki. Uh, and Taka. So... Mr. Choppy Choppy. But then, <laughs> but then, unfortunately, within quick succession, both members of the county get hit with pedigrees and unfortunately are eliminated. Yeah, and then Triple H starts laying the fuck into Brawler. Yeah. And then... He's setting up for the pedigree, and then big, do you know, the only thing was about this era, hmm. you could always tell somebody was on their way down before you seen somebody coming down because of the crowd. Yeah, you know, because like just as he's setting up for the fucking pedigree, <laughs> you see everybody in the crowd like nearly ring going, <gasps> like white face. Oh, I am in shock. <laughs> Not really, but I am in shock. I am shocked and appalled. <laughs> Like <laughs> make the noise. <laughs> like like like, like bloody uh, bloody trimmer color. Not anymore. <laughs> anyway, but like you get into the whole thing with Earl Hebner as well. He shoves Hebner down, and Hebner's like getting all up in his face. Mm. And Jericho comes out, hits a bulldog, lion salt, pulls pulls Brooklyn Brawler on the cover. Quick count by Earl Hebner. The Brooklyn Brawler pins Triple H. That has got to be the best victory that guy's ever going to experience. The biggest upset, I think, of this era, like, again, showing that Triple H, no, not quite Reign of Terry, he's still willing to make himself look like a bit of a dafty, because, like, he gets put up on the shoulders of Kai But then again, being Triple H, because Jericho just fucks off. <laughs> Triple H decides, fuck I love you. that, when Jericho just fucks off and leaves him to the ultimate fate they've got coming. Aye, because Triple H then just batters him, especially Brawler. Brawler's bleeding and everything. Aye, he beats him and piss at a Brawler, and then he, like, gets all weirded out, and he's like, See what you got me, Jericho, and he's like, man, that's no Jericho, that's a brawler you're beating the piss out of. And he's imagining that it's Jericho, like, well, that's what I'm gonna do to Jericho, I'm gonna get him. And then because they show you on the strong uh, Jericho, like, you know, Triple H said he doesn't really want a party, and he's talking to the limo driver guy who dropped <laughs> off Triple H, like, you know, he says, he's kind of rude to you, do so but yeah, I really want a party, I want to go down to South Beach, so why don't you drive me down there, and then. <laughs> this guy is clearly not involved in wrestling or any kind of acting because he's like, no, you drive, you're not get the door. And then the guy follows Jericho along, like, no, get, you drive. <laughs> Jericho has to remind him again, like, no, I'll get the fucking door. <laughs> so, so the guy, Jericho just fucks off, he cross triplates the match to the brawler and then fucks off and steals his limousine. Yeah. Um, 
So, then we get a couple of quick interviews before the main event. We've got Eddie and China being interviewed, and Eddie's pretty much saying, like, well, Benoit, you can pretty much consider our friendship over after yeah. well, what you did to him. And then China, oh, fucking China. Like, basically, like, hey, Benoit, I've hit a lot of men so hard to need an ice pack, and, let's, I, and let's, you, you probably got a small dick and everything. Let's cover this quickly and as eloquently as we can. China. No, she might not have been the absolute best in the ring, but her ring work was like Triple H's compared to her promo work. Let's be oh, honest. Oh yeah, but in comparison, yeah. China, respectfully dead and all, but she could not cut promo to save her fucking soul. Hmm. She could not, and like you say, like oh, all those guys left with an ice pack, and for you, I've got a very small ice pack, and you're like. I see, you've seen he's got a tiny dick and you only hopped it. Aye. That, you, the size there, aye. Aye. A bit of size here, aye. Oh, <laughs> she always better than a promo. <laughs> but then, she's blowing the water, because then it cuts to the Raw being interviewed by the coach. And <laughs> that's all about what happened on Raw. Now, tonight, I get into the ring, Rock's not going to put you in an arm bar, a candy bar, bar a monkey bar, bar, a topless bar. bar. That doesn't matter. <laughs> What kind of bar? <laughs> you may be the technical wrestler. You technically be the rabbit Wolverine. But tonight, technically, The Rock is going to kick your can. <laughs> really, I would wish you would have said, The Rock is going to literally kick your candy ass. Yeah. Well, he didn't, according to the network. He wasn't going to kick your candy bleep. <laughs> uh, so then we got like, Agent Christian and Ben Wolverine, Eddie, China, and Rock. And before I talk about what I feel about the match, I mean, Considering what I've heard about in terms of out of all the radic four radicals, A wasn't one of the ones that they particularly at first had big plans for. Yeah. Given the stage of his how early he still is in his run, getting this position in the end of SmackDown and teaming up with the Rock and everything, still a big thing for him. Having said that, wasn't the biggest fan of this match. Personally. No. no. It's just it felt very rushed. Oh. Very rushed. Benoit didn't even take the fall and everything. Like Benoit barely had any interaction other than Eddie. Yeah. Other than with Eddie. Who did he take the fall again? Christian. Christian did, yeah. But like Benoit mainly had interaction with Eddie. That's the only way he was coming in and helping Eddie Christian beat him up and everything. But barely did, barely did anything with Rock and China until the post-match thing. And then China, even though she pinned Christian, it had nothing to do with what happened to her in Raw. She's acting like, yeah, 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 we've got revenge. And they're like, oh, sweet revenge for the, these guys. Like, they didn't do anything. Like, didn't, Agent Christian didn't do anything to you. Ben was the guy you want. Yeah. Like, I, I think most of this match, when they were beating up Eddie, just sitting there thinking, have there been many, how many standout singles matches are there between Eddie and Ben in the WWE? Because, <laughs> like, I'm thinking they've had, probably had some standout ones in WCW, definitely in ECW. I think they've had some, probably had some solid ones on TV. That's probably like the SmackDown 6, especially, because I know they had the one on Raw of the European title, but, like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, did Eddie and Benoit never fight on paper or one on one? And then I remember, then, because I think they may have fought in some Lightman things, I'm trying to think, because then it hit me, oh, actually, they have actually wrestled. There was one that I can think of, pay per view, one on one match in the WWE between Eddie and Benoit. Which is it? Which is the finals of the US title tournament in ah. 2003, Vengeance 2003 between Eddie and uh, Benoit. That's not bad. That doesn't have a clean finish answer. <laughs> Because Rhino turns on Ben once spears them in the mower court. Yeah. Once again, screwy finishers is the key for this era. Well, this is in 2003 as well. Yeah. Let's say 2003, 2004. 
mm. anywhere between O2 and now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have a lot of faith in the current product because I think that, you know, Castle Castle's going to be lit. People are going to be majorly lit seeing it. I think it's going to be a phenomenal thing, but I think that's largely through Triple H. Yeah. Because under the former stewardship, AEW was beating it. Mm-hmm. And that's enough said. Because I've watched a little AEW, and I'll be quite perfectly honest, it's disgustingly shit. Mm-hmm. AEW sucks. And I don't know if that's because I am predominantly, like I say, I'm an impact guy. And thankfully now, again, a dub guy. I can say that because I'm really proud of the work that's been going on within the product, you know? I think it's really good. But, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, like, like Tina, she's a thing on, on a Christian after a powerbomb. Is there anything else you want to say? Like, Eddie went through a period of being isolated. Rock kind of ran well because everyone loves the Rock. Then China went like, oh, no, I must die and I must get finally. No, I like to say, like, during the whole match, like, it was predominantly Rock. Eddie did get a bit of offense in yeah. and it was good to see. And as I said to you before recording, mm-hmm. I'm so shocked. Like, you know, I couldn't believe, like, usually I'm not the biggest fan of Eddie in this time period. But... Mm-hmm. In regards to this fucking show and this yeah. match, I was yeah better at two evils, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, but like you say, Eddie uh, does his bit. Rock's about to go for the people's elbow. China's desperately. She's like you say, she's like, come on, fucking tag me in. She gets tagged in. She does the powerbomb. <laughs> gets a one, two, three. China wins the match. Awesome. You get the Mama Sita and shit. It's all good. Mm-hmm. But when Fuck Nugget, Psycho Boy comes in again. Oh, because well, The Rock briefly, like, Shane tries to jump The Rock, and then The Rock kind of just gives him that, that look, and she's like, oh, that's it, and then yeah, Rock right. chases Shane off. The Rock goes to chase off Shane because Shane comes in, and he fucking hits The Rock, to watch, like you say, The Rock just goes, you doing? What the fuck do you think you're doing? Yeah, you think that was a wise move, you wee yeah. prick? Yeah. And the, the Shane the, does the, his the, usual, like, oh no! To quote the 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 takers dubbed in theme on the network, you you've done it now. You've uh, gonna made a big mistake. You're now. You gonna made a big mistake. I'll fuck you up. Yes, I'm the fucking rock. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I didn't but, rhyme at all, but yeah. Okay, but go, fucking, go on with it. I'm the fucking rock, you mad can. <laughs> I'll beat your ass, and then you might just fucking die. <laughs> But nah, Rock chases that wee diddy off. And then when all the confusion's going on, Psycho Boy jumps in the ring, hits Eddie, puts a cross face on China yet again for the second fucking week running. Uh, within the same week, is it not? Yeah, same, same week. Yeah, yeah, within the same week. Technically two days given the taping schedule, yeah, but yeah, four but days and Within the same week, the fucker goes on and attacks China again. Uh-huh. And then in show end comes Fuck Nuggets walking up the ring with wee Bob I smiling. Because uh, Rock comes in, takes off Ben Edge uh, Christian, but before you can even stop Ben Wall from like her in China, he lets go in because Shane tells him to and he fucks off. Mm. So like I know it's maybe building up heat for Ben because that's gonna be the main event of Phil Loaded Rock versus 
which is Chris Benoit for the title. Yeah. Which is again a big thing for Benoit given that you know he came in and he was, was that, was that like Benoit's first like uh, mm-hmm. you know title shot? Yeah, because like Benoit came in IT coming it comes IT champion has trades that with Jericho. He has had a one or two main events on Raw with with, with the Raw Bats because like he was basically hired by the regime to <laughs> to take out to take out the Raw. They even had a cage match on an episode of Raw. Wow. But now like the I think the, those were uses like testing grounds for Benoit now it's basically like well, we don't want to go right back into Triple H. We want to try something different here. We've got all these new guys that we've got over the last year. Fuck it, let's, let's give Benoit a shot here. Yeah. Benoit. Yeah. So, there you go. And, like, that's the thing that everybody talks about way fully loaded, and that is a case of three established guys, three versus three vaguely new guys at the time, because you got... You're setting up through this episode uh, Angle versus Taker, yeah. Jericho versus Triple H, and Benoit versus Rock. So you've got three guys, very good technically, who just came in against three big names of the WWF. They even build the, the show around a, a triple main event when the show when Fully Loaded happened. So it's yeah. an interesting one. But that is the end of this SmackDown. Like I said, I was comparing a lot to last week's one, so. Well, not my not my favorite. Sorry, not my favorite one. Especially not compared to last week. But to be honest with you, I definitely seen worse. Like late night, you weren't around. But late ninety nine SmackDown, it was rough. <laughs> there was some rough stuff <laughs> to get through. I was like, I was kids like, just get through a couple more, just one more, and you're gonna get into two thousand. Two thousand is a good time. <laughs> I'm looking forward to two thousand. Well, no, I mean, Wales is not my favorite yeah. episode from back when. It made me like Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And I, I never disliked Eddie, I just mean that particular character arc of Eddie, I did uh-huh. not like Latino Heat, you know, but it made me like Eddie because yeah. of how much I disliked Benoit, mm-hmm. and I will not lie and say, oh, it's not because of, uh-huh. you know, consciously, mm-hmm. it's not because of, yeah. but subconsciously I know there's a little bit of no, I, I can't support that man. Uh-huh. And I mean, if you really like, and I really do hate times on our show or the other show when we have to get a little serious. But I mean, it happens, yeah. It really does sadden me. Mm. Like, for as great a legacy as that man could have had, uh-huh. it's not possible anymore. Mm. You know? And it. It makes me sad, you know, it makes me sad for his family, it makes me sad for the ones that are still here, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, sad for him mostly. Yeah. You know, and I, I know that may be a little odd or a controversial statement, but I'm mostly sad for him mm-hmm. because of the way he treated himself and the way he treated his body during his career. Yeah. That is predominantly the cause of his issues. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just. It's it's sad when someone is so dedicated to the profession to a point where it becomes a danger to them. Mm-hmm. That is the main takeaway from that, and that is a sad thing from this episode because Benoit is so heavily featured in this episode. It's a sad thing to take away from it. Yeah, you know, and I can I can sit here and I can take joy like yellow Benoit the Blackwing match, you know. Yeah. Angle doing the milk thing and all that. It's a lot of really fun and light-hearted moments in the episode. But ultimately, considering it's such a heavy Benoit episode, mm-hmm. you can't get your mind away from it. Mm-hmm. As much as you... Like, I watched the episode and I, I really tried. 
Yeah, yeah. I really did, but it's so hard to get your mind away from it. And I, part of me wants to say, God damn you, Ben Ma, for fucking yeah. doing what you've done. Mm-hmm. But what does that help? Yeah. What what does it help? What does it solve? Nothing. The man the man was destroyed from his career, from the dedication to his career. And the dedication to his career ultimately destroyed him. Mm. You know, it's a sad fact, but it's true. You know? God, it's so somber. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. so we get less kind of somber uh I know you're gonna recommend, but like tell us again, what you would you recommend? One thing you take from this show, and overall, where your thumb is, you know, despite everything with Ben wanted. Oh yeah, well, all the negativity aside, I would I would definitely recommend the Steve Blackman match because <laughs> I I I have a you know the whole world is gonna heal this statement, so I'm gonna live with I'm going to live with what I say. I have a boner for Blackman. <laughs> I'm going to, I am going to own what I say in that statement. I have a boner for Blackman. I think the guy is woefully underrated. I loved the guy. I thought he was awesome. I thought, like, he legit scared me sometimes when he was in Ringwick. He was so fucking serious. He was great. The only thing he did wrong is no kicks. Fucking Al Snow's stupid ass. He knocked some fucking sense into him. <laughs> but I loved Steve Blackman. I also would say take away from it. I would actually say the Jericho Angle match. Mm. That was a pretty good match. You know? Mm. I liked the Le Brothers of Destruction TNA match. Mm-hmm. Great match. You know? There's a lot. I mean, individual matches, there's a lot to take away from this. And there's so much to take away storyline wise as well, you know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like you say, Excuse me, it builds so much. You know, but what about yourself? Uh, where's your thumb though? Well, in terms of the thumbs up, I'm kind of more into middle. Like I said, it wasn't my favourite episode. <sighs> like I said, similar things that you said about what I'd recommend Jericho Angle, TNA match, maybe even the woman, the Jacqueline Ivory versus Team Blanco. That was a bit, that was kind of funny. I'd also, yes, I think Scott, that, I, I would recommend any TNA match. Don't, don't say that. Uh, and... We know what I mean. And I also agree with you. Out of all the things you could possibly recommend, the top of the list probably is Blackman versus Bossman. And somewhere out there, if he is listening to this, he's got a smug smile on his face as Sam that I have recommended something with Steve Blackman in it. So I think he secretly won whatever weird war me and he and I had. Sam, man, you won. I won because he admitted it. He liked the Blackman match. Ah! Still, <laughs> still a fairly thumbs in the middle of SmackDown because of all the Ben was event. Plus, that main event was a it bit. It yeah. should be a thumbs up purely on the strength of the lethal weapon. With weapons, not that strong. Because yes, he, he had all the, he had all the Ben was up. He had the main event, which was lackluster. Do you, the, do the you IC, want the, him the to bounty hunt you? The IC title match was clusterfuck. So I'm giving it a thumbs in the middle. For that alone, I will grant you a thumbs in the middle with yeah. IC title match. Was a clusterfuck. Do you know why? Because that fucking spastic fucking thing won the IC title match. You know, but mind you, I've already I know when we get to the loaded the rematch for the title 
it's going to be something to behold. Oh, oh yeah. I've seen that, mm -hmm. man. That is vicious, man. Very, very vicious. But to that... see to see Rikishi jump from where he jumped. Mm -hmm. Jump from where he jumped. <laughs> to see him jumping with double that fucking cage. Oh, fuck me. That is vicious. But yes, that is... Uh, another episode of SmackDown, just two more to go, I think, until we get two fully loaded. Hopefully, be better than this one, and hopefully, Ben won't be so old and fucking silly. Uh, in the lead up to, you know, he's seemingly got Steve McMahon yeah. as his manager, it seems like. So, there we go. That is another episode of the Rogue Rich Smash Review. What did you think of the SmackDown? You know, you loved it, didn't you? What do you think of Steve Blackman? Are you on the same boat as us and kind of where we're kind of trying to get at with the Benoit stuff and everything? Yes, Steve Blackman, this episode. It's great. <laughs> Steve Blackman. Uh, we, we got... Uh, make sure you let us know at Program Square Pains. Let me know it's coming through 1996. Can you just stay still for a thing? Sorry. That's coming through 1996. Uh, if... At SP Rambling with plays of our other podcasts. Also, you can get Scott and Paul podcast and Rogue Pains on both on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you choose to get your podcast. Got all sorts of great stuff. Me and Paul have been in the last few episodes of Rogue Race. We did our first pay per view together as part of this series with King you of the did. Ring 2000. It was fun. <laughs> We're going to be doing King of the Ring. We're going to be doing fully loaded. Hopefully, in the future, we'll be having guests on with us uh, to join us for these pay per views. No, you're already here, aren't you? Hurrah! But also, we've got all the podcasts. We've got shows about the European title. We finally finished that. We've got stuff about Impact. We've got, we're trying some new things in terms of reviews and retrospectives. We've got we some, have Frasier. We also have Frasier, yes, I was getting into that. We've got Frasier. I got sorts. there first. Well, good for you. Hurrah! Good stuff for I you. I win! But yeah, maybe you, this will be coming after Clash of Castle, uh, I assume. So, in case you didn't hear it then, boo, but you're going to hear it now. This is. Broken Dreams, Drew McIntyre, to sound us out here on another episode of the Rogue Retro Smackdown Review. Hell yeah. What's that matching on my ear? Perhaps the end is drawing near. You never hear the shot that takes you down. 